Break for station identification. This is the One Broadcasting Network. <laughs> JBN. Do do do. JBN. Where all your wands get broadcasted. Hello. Welcome to episode 53 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today, this is Theros. Yeah, get ready for it. Yeah, so this is happening. So Theros Beyond Death is, I guess, coming out for pre-release this Friday. This week on 16th? 16th. Calendars are hard. Yeah, 16th. So we are recording our preview episode here Mm -hmm. at Myrtle Beach Games. Yep, we do this uh, just about every time a new set comes out, regardless if it's standard, supplementary, whatever. Yeah, we're in a... Much fancier than the normal setup. Like every time we oh, come yeah, back yeah, yeah. to the to the studio, <laughs> new and approved. There's just something new. It's it's pretty this time impressive. It's all new. It's all new. We've got <laughs> we've got computers. Like we look, it's we crazy. are super fancy. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at us. We're on the TV, Mall. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to us uh, and you're not getting all these jokes, you can watch us. Uh, check us out on Myrtle Beach Games' YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, if you want to tweet at us about how sexy we are, mm-hmm. uh, tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yep, you can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can email us at show at Casual dot com. And if you're looking to uh, buy cards, not at your local game store, if they if they don't have something, yeah, buy them at your game store first. If Myrtle Beach Games doesn't have something, <laughs> you can use our affiliate link. Yep. At uh, gotta remember this now. TCG dot Casual dot com. You got it. And we've just got to figure out how to get our first sweet, sweet check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that almost covers hosting costs. Almost. <laughs> almost. But thank you guys for using it. Yep. Appreciate it. We, we might just frame the first check. I don't know. Sure. sure. Put it on the wall somewhere. There we go. Um, we'll suspend it over my desk for when we're recording. There we'll we go. Just it from the ceiling. We can just point at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all worthwhile. Okay. So we wanted to start with the uh, Theros Beyond Death Set mechanics? Set mechanics. Yep. Just to get you kind of oriented for what we're going to be talking about. Yep. In case uh, you guys weren't around or don't remember from the last Theros, a couple of them are returning. Um, they're pretty straightforward, and we're going to go over them real yeah. quick. So the first one is Constellation, mm-hmm. and that is just an effect that happens when an enchantment enters the battlefield. Yep. Pretty much just like Landfall, if you played with Landfall or like an ETB effect, it basically is an ETB effect, but just for enchantments. Yeah, so if you see on the screen here, it points out that at the beginning of the I'll say Constellation, mm-hmm. and then whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield, then it tells you what it does. So yep. each Constellation card is going to tell you exactly what it does. Yep. So it's pretty straightforward. Yep. Uh, the next one is Devotion. Um, pretty Again, a pretty straightforward mechanic. You're basically counting. Yes, you're counting the number of mana symbols in your permanents. Yep, all of them. Yeah. So if you have four different black permanents, you're going to count up the uh, uh, number of black pips on them, like in the casting cost, and that's your devotion. So tokens don't have a converted mana cost, so they don't count towards devotion. Copies of things do have converted mana cost, because converted mana cost is a... Or mana cost is a copyable characteristic. Right. So if you've copied something, mm-hmm. 
It has a mana cost. But specifically, if you have a token copy of something, yes. it has a mana cost. Yes. Yep. And if you just have a bunch of regular old tokens, it doesn't. Yep. Uh, there's a couple different ways they use this. Uh, sometimes it's a enter the battlefield effect. Yes. Um, sometimes it's like a static counting pips for power or toughness. Yes. Sometimes they add mana equal to devotion. Yeah, and then there's the uh, there's the uncommon that like has just a soup of text. But one of its things is it's oh wait, no no right right that's the number of enchantments you control that card yeah. has too much stuff on it too much stuff. and then the thing that kind of comes up kind of as a headlining thing for devotion mm-hmm. is turning on the gods right so the gods are because right they are creatures everywhere except for when they're on the battlefield if they don't have enough devotion right so if they're in your hand in your library in your graveyard or on the stack they are creatures yes but once they resolve. They count how many colored mana symbols do you have. Mm-hmm. The monocolored ones are five. Yes, and the two colored ones are seven. Right. So if you have five white mana symbols on permanents you control, Heliod is online. He's ready to beat down. Yes, if you have four, then he is not a creature. Right, just an enchantment. Yes. Which still is, has all the text. Yeah, still has all the text, but can't attack or block. Because right. only creatures can attack or block. Also can't be hit with removal spells for creatures. Yes. Because it's not a creature. Correct. Uh, and then the last one is escape, and yeah, that's the new one. This is the new one. It's a little weird. Um, so escape, all the cards that have escape on them um, are going to be cards that you can cast from your graveyard. Yes. Um, there's going to be a mana cost and an associated number of cards to exile from your graveyard to cast it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just cast it like normal. Yeah, and so they tried to balance the cards by either having the ma- like the, either having the mana cost be high, or having then, the number of escape cards be high. Yeah, so yeah. they've tried to balance them out that way. Yep, as to not just have them be totally busted. Yeah, some of them I think are pretty busted. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we both like playing out of the graveyard to begin with. So. Yeah, so much extra value. It really is. So we're gonna it's start my third hand. It's my third hand. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to start working through the cards that we've identified as being interesting for Constructed. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them, uh, so bear with us. This might take a little bit. Yeah. Some of them will get a little bit more talk than mm-hmm. others. So first up is white. Yep, we're going to go with white. And yep. the first card that looks interesting white is Elspeth Sun's Nemesis. Yeah, this is a weird one to evaluate. Yeah. So Planeswalkers are in general hard to evaluate. Yes. This one... Is just like a collection of things we haven't seen on a planeswalker before. Uh, yeah. So like we've never had a planeswalker you can cast from your graveyard. Yeah. And this has escape. So this is two white white. Yep. For a five loyalty planeswalker, mm-hmm. and has three minus abilities. Yeah. No pluses, no zeros. So whatever yeah. you do, you're going to be ticking it. You have down. to go down. Yep. So it's going to be minus one. Up to two target creatures, uh, get uh plus two plus one. Yep. To end of turn. Minus two, create two one one white soldiers, kind mm-hmm. of like your classic Elspeth ability, make right. soldiers. Yep. And then minus three is you gain five life. For some reason. Which feels super generic and weird. Yeah, also like doesn't compared to the first two abilities, doesn't really feel like doesn't a minus three. Like it, it shouldn't be more than the other two. It doesn't feel like it's right. Yeah. And then it has escape for four white white and you exile four other cards from your graveyard to cast it. Mm-hmm. So Real quick before we jump into this card, okay. what do you think the like average achievable number of escape cards is? Like, it, if you have a card with escape, like in order to reasonably put it in your deck, like can you put a bunch of eight escape in your deck? 
No. Do they all need to be twos? Like, what's the right number? If your deck is going to be devoted to escape and you're actively milling yourself, so mm-hmm. like in standard, if you're using those Golgari cards or the Demir cards from guilds Guild. and uh, allegiance, allegiance, right? Then those might be able to like get the job done. Okay, uh, but if you're just playing like normal Magic, yeah, you might only be able to escape one thing once. One, yeah, one or two things. Yeah, so. You know, four or five is probably like yeah. the high end. I would agree. If you're not like hard, just trying to enable this, right? Also, uh, you can escape more than once, right? It's not flashback. The yeah, card the, goes back to your graveyard. At some the cards point. stay, and yeah. there are some that are spells. Yeah, and they just stay in your graveyard. Right, they don't go anywhere. So, uh, what is it? Escape velocity. Escape. It gives a. It's an enchantment that gives a creature plus one plus O oh, and haste. Mm-hmm. And has an escape of one and a red, and I think two. Yeah, you can you know, just cast it. It falls off. It goes back in. Cast it. Falls off. It goes back. You can just do it over and over and over again. Yep. But it's a really small effect. Probably not standard playable. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just worth noting yeah. that, like, yeah, you're not going to go to just play like ten escape cards yeah. and be able to like play them. A lot of stuff that lets you play out of your graveyard has a clause built onto it that says like if it would leave the battlefield, exile it instead, yeah. or something along those lines. Escape doesn't work that way. Yeah, the limiting factor is cards in your graveyard. Yep. And if you figure out some way to break that limit or, like, make it so you, it doesn't matter anymore, mm-hmm. then the escape cards just come back over and over and over again. Yep. They've done a good job with most of the enablers mm-hmm. aren't, aren't like, as pushed as, a, let's say, Seder Wayfinder that yeah. sees play in Pioneer. Like, that card would be great mm-hmm. in this environment right. but they haven't given us anything that powerful yep to enable it yeah i think the cheaper ones only do like three or four cards yeah so so back to elspeth back to elspeth so like the thing with her is they want you to go like go down go down go down mm-hmm. and then escape right is what they want you to do they want you to like right. make two one ones make two one ones and pump them. pump yeah. them and then escape so if that's the typical play pattern that we're envisioning, and I agree with you, yeah, um, is it right to compare this to something like History of Benalia? Yeah, but the creatures start out smaller. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean they're and they don't it, get as big either. Yeah, it's still two two right worth of power and toughness, but spread out. Yeah, and yeah, they don't get as big. They don't have vigilance, mm-hmm. and it's like one extra mana on Elspeth. Yeah, but you can do it a couple times with Escape. Yeah, but like in your, you know, let's say if it's in a mono white deck, mm-hmm. how many cards are you putting in your graveyard? Like if you've That's true. if you've thrown a bunch of your creatures in the trash can, your game's probably in the trash can. Probably right. So I don't know how many how many times you get to like buy her back. Yeah, I mean, like we said, probably just once or twice. Like yeah, once probably is realistically all you're going to do in a mono yeah. white deck. So it kind of depends on like what what support she has mm-hmm. and like, you know, I don't know if there's like an Abzan deck where you can use glow spore shaman to fill your yard and yeah. stuff like that. So I don't know. It's interesting. It's you know, those cards that's either like really, really good or like super unplayable. And I just don't, you don't know where it sits. Yeah. Like we said, it's a really hard card to evaluate. So uh, I'm sure we're getting something wrong, but yeah, that's, that's where I see it right now. Yeah. The so, uh, next one yeah. is uh 
Heliod Suncrowned. Suns uh, out, guns out. That's right. That's what we're dubbing this guy. Suns out, guns out. That's what Lo- that's Logan. we got to <laughs> get that to Logan. Sure. Good job, yeah. Logan. Good job. Uh, it's a two and a white for a 5-5 legendary enchantment creature god. All the gods are indestructible. Yes. This is indestructible. This also has the god text that we talked about, where if your devotion to white is less than five, it isn't a creature. It's just an enchantment. He has a static ability that says whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature or enchantment you control. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird that enchantments can get plus one, plus one counters. It's so he can get a plus one, plus one counter. Yeah, it also like randomly works with like the myth realized from cons. Deep cut. Or what was the blue one? The Sphinx? Uh, or the uh, enchantment creatures from the Saga block that like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, like you like cast gaboons yeah and there was a bl- there was a white one yeah. and a blue one yeah yeah but mainly what they were thinking about here was not <laughs> deep Saga combos <laughs> right but putting counters on Heliod yeah so Heliod yeah. has a way to get bigger before he's actually yeah. active so you're always gonna have a target for that counter yes yep. And then uh, it has uh, another ability, an activated ability. You can pay one and a white, and another target creature gains lifelink till end of turn. Yeah. So how are we going to use all this text? Um, well, in standard, again, like, if there is a mono-white deck, like, I feel like you're just trying to beat down, like, you don't care about the activated ability. Um, I don't know that that's 100% true. I mean, maybe some, some point, a part of the time, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you're not going to, like, one drop, two drop, Heliod three drop or then like play a one drop and be like, Oh, I guess I'm going to give my guy lifelink. Right. Like you're going to much rather play another two drop or a three drop on turn four. Yeah. Right. So like at some point you might use it, but I think you're like trying to flood the board before then. But where everyone is excited for this card is in pioneer. Yeah. Why is that? Because of walking ballista. The card's pretty broken with walking ballista. So walking ballista, if you don't remember XX, uh, for a zero zero, yep, it's a construct. You put X plus one plus one counters on it when it comes into play. Yep, and you can remove a counter to deal one damage to something, mm-hmm. and you can pay four mana to put a counter on it. But or you can pay no mana with Heliod. Yeah, but well, two mana with Heliod. Sure. Right, but with Heliod, you could have a setup where you end up going walking ballista. Well. Heliod into like a walking ballista that somehow got an extra counter on it. Yeah. So either with hardened scales or Winding the snake, yeah, or metallic mimic. Yeah, I forgot about metallic mimic. Mm-hmm. I did. And, and then you Heliod, and then your turn four, if you hit your fourth land, is play ballista for two, mm-hmm. for for one, and get, have it get a second counter. Right. And then have two mana left over to give it lifelink. Mm-hmm. And then proceed to kill your opponent because every time it would deal one damage, you it would get counter its counter out. back. You can kill other stuff too. I, you don't have to just kill your opponent. Think you, big, Brian. You want to go for the perfect. <laughs> I understand. You want to perfect. You can kill them. all your stuff too. You want to perfect them. That's fine. <laughs> but the more direct route is yep. to just kill them. Yep. Right. We don't encourage the rubbins <laughs> here. We're not just like, I'm going to kill your creature. Okay. I'm going to kill your creature. Okay. I'm going to kill, kill my creature. creature. I'm going to kill my creature. Uh, Heliod is no longer active. I'm going to kill you, my other creature. Well, that's why you got to shoot Heliod first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't kill Heliod. Yeah, you can still shoot him a bunch. <laughs> and now I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like that, that seems not good. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you tapped out? Excellent. Let's end this. <laughs> uh, so that's what everyone is excited for. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to talk about this a little bit later, but in the banned and restricted announcement, Wizards has basically said that for Pioneer, they're just going to be like, YOLO. If yep. it's busted, we'll get around to, to banning it. Well, basically what they said was they didn't have any like big event data yet. Yeah. So they're waiting until after the PT, until after like whatever Pioneer GPs they're running, and then they'll revisit. Yeah, but basically they're like, if you think it should be banned, get it banned. Yeah, show us. Yeah, so I don't know how good it is. It's it's like an on-the-table Splinter Twin mm-hmm. where you're just like, I have piece A. Right. You can't ever tap out. You also can't like ever interact with piece A. Like If you have a Heliot out, there's not a whole lot in Pioneer that yeah, like, gets rid of Heliot. You're not going to play Vraska's Contempt. Or Erase. The... Card I had was unravel unravel the aether mm-hmm. showed up in some sideboards and yeah. I had one on my board. We got a better one in this set. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. It was like one mana. Okay, like shuffle an enchantment in, just yeah. like green. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, like piece A, you can't interact with. You really kind of need like you do need like a third piece for the turn four. Mm-hmm. But you know, if your third piece is hardened scales. Like, enchantments are hard to interact with game one. Right. So if you're, like, scales into thing they have to kill, into Heliod, into kill you, mm-hmm. right, it's the splitter twin dilemma of, yeah. like, I can't develop my board because I can't ever tap out. Yeah. I mean, you could also go, like, lean kind of into Mono Brown and do, like, Metallic Mimic, Steel Overseer kind of things. Yeah, I mean, Steel Overseer also gets the job done. Like, yep. there's a lot of ways to get... Another counter there. Another counter there. Yeah, I forgot about Steel Overseer. Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking more just on, like, like an Abzan Snake build, but I forgot mm-hmm. about Overseer. But, yeah, like, Overseer, Snake, Hardened Skills. Like, there's 12 pieces yeah. to do to get that extra counter. Mm-hmm. And then you've just got to find your Heliod. Mm-hmm. And then you just play some stuff at, like, you play some instant speed stuff or some other things higher up the curve so you can punish them for... You know, not tapping out. Right. So I've seen builds mm-hmm. that are like blue white. Okay. They're probably too slow, but are playing Arcanist now. Okay. Because it finds either piece. Right. And also plays Teferi. Yeah. Right. Because now, cool, you held up your mana. Yeah. It don't matter. <laughs> I just get to do the thing now. Right. So this could be a busted pioneer card. Mm-hmm. Um. I would be surprised if it did not see standard play. Yeah. I think that this and, is it Linden? The white, 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 3-3. That's a pretty good shell for a deck. It just turns every creature into a Johnny's Pride Mate, right? Yeah. A Johnny's Pride Mate that gains a life whenever it dies. So uh, Linden is white, white, white for a 3-3 with Vigilance. And so whenever a creature attacks. A white creature. A white creature attacks. You gain one life. Yep. So it's for each instant. Mm-hmm. So you could play like Dorky 1 1 mm-hmm. uh, into a Johnny's Pride Mate, into right. Linden, attack with Pride Mate, put a counter on it. Yeah. And then turn four, Heliod. Heliod's active, and then you bash. Or you could Heliod, then Linden. Yeah, depending on how you want to do it, because I guess Heliod would be. Big, would be on and be yeah. a bigger attacker, but however you wanted to do it, like yeah. you just get to bash mm-hmm. and put counters on, 
put two counters on your Ajani's Pride Mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, then you go super big with a uh, Loxodon. And, yeah, and then it's just done. Yeah, smash. So I don't even know if you need Loxodon, though. No, because like, this kind of does everything. Yeah. Okay, next up, EDH Gold. Yeah, um, Idyllic Tutor is uh, two and a white for a sorcery. It says, search your library for an enchantment, reveal it, put it in your hand, shuffle. Yeah, um, this card was like... Forty, fifty $50? I don't know if it was quite that expensive, but it was not cheap. Because um, it was, again, EDH likes tutors. Yeah, and it was also, uh, I'm on the spot now, I can't think of it, performance anxiety. It uh, was uh, Morning Tide or Lorwyn or one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, it's an older set. Yeah, which was like super undersold. Like there's yeah. not a whole lot of it floating around out there, so they were kind of hard to find. Yeah, so this is a good reprint. It kind of fits well with everything in Theros. Yeah, it fits well with the theme. Uh, it's a good reprint for EDH. Um, and it can also enable some pretty bonkers stuff in Standard, I think. Like yeah. tutoring up Helia, tutoring up a card we're going to talk about later. I mean, even something, if you think about like Jeskai Fires list. Oh, yeah. Right? It's co- it's copy of Fires, yep. you know, uh, five through eight. Mm-hmm. And or there's, Vanishing Light or whatever or yeah, you need. And there's probably a... Um, What's it called? There's probably some enchantment creatures that could be reasonable mm-hmm. things to put in off oh, of. Oh, yeah, there's some doozies. Off of uh, fires. fires. So you could, like, use it to find your fires, but if you have your fires, it could be the oh, thing you, you want to put in. you can get? You can get something that triples your mana? You can, and then you can funnel it all into Kenrith. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I will draw all the cards and make my Kenrith very large. Very large. Arbitrarily large. Arbitrarily large Kenrith. So, yeah, I did like Tutor is going to be good. Yeah, it'll see play. Yeah. Even if it's just a little bit. Like, it's kind of just a roll filler. Like, it's not super exciting. It's a welcome reprint. And, uh, yeah. It'll see play. I also have some designs for this in Pioneer, but that's all right. Oh, yeah? What are you doing, Pioneer? Uh, well, it, well, it involves a card of chronic flooding. Let's just oh, say that. Oh, boy. Let's just say that. All right. Deep cuts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Deep cuts. All right. Next up is blue. And we're going to first. Release the Kraken. The Nadir Kraken. The Nadir, Nadir Kraken, yes. Yep. So this is one blue blue for a 2-3. Yep. It's blue. not super exciting so far. Get That's hype. Minotaur stats. Yeah. So whenever you draw a card, you may pay one. Mm-hmm. If you do, you put a plus one plus one counter on the Kraken. And? And you make a 1-1 one, one blue tentacle creature token. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> All of the tentacles. All of the tentacles. Um. I think I haven't asked, but I'm going to assume you agree with me that um, we're going to take the same stance that the uh, Arena Decklist podcast took. 100%. Which is uh, no custom tentacle tokens. Please use the ones that come in your pack. I don't want to know what you think a tentacle looks like. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> please don't. I don't, I, I don't want any anime girls and tentacles. I want no, no, just the stock wizard tentacle, please, only. Yeah, I know some of the people in this store. Please just use, use the, the provided ring. tentacle tokens. Please. Please, we, we need this for for all of our sanities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pay one and, oh, I concede. I concede. It Make it go away. It burns. So we don't know if this card's going to see standard play. It is sweet. Yeah. Um, it seems like a pretty good, like, mana sink. Like, if you have something that, that you're just looking to dump mana into. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to do it. It yeah, grows I, this thing. It gets you a little bit of value. I think that... 
uh, it's going to be a house in limited. Oh, yeah. Like, you play this on three, and if they don't kill it, you just, like... Take over the game. Get a 1-1 one, one and get a 1-1. One, one. Yeah. And if you have any way to, like, draw extra cards, like, I don't know, you, like, play this on three and then Thrill of Possibility on four, mm-hmm. and you just make it giant and... Right. Yeah. And technically. And technically, tentacles everywhere. <laughs> so, it's interesting. I'm yeah. sure it might find a home, but when I first read it, I didn't realize you got the counter... Right, right and the away. tentacle. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's both. Okay. It's both. Yeah. Not super exciting, but uh, Interesting. I'd be surprised if it didn't find a home somewhere. Like, yeah. if there's a blue devotion deck, like there was last time we were in Theros, yeah, this, this probably sees play there. It's two pips for devotion, plus gives you value as it gives a game you goes a, on. a reasonable thing to do. Yep. So I have to apologize for this next card. Lots of text. Lots of text. I saw it and I was like, this doesn't seem all that good. Like, like it's just a random collection of words. Yeah. And then, like, I thought about it and now I want all the extended <laughs> art copies I can get. So this is Thassa's Oracle. Yep. It's blue, blue for a 1-3. That's exciting. Get hype. Uh, brace yourselves. When Thassa's Oracle enters the battlefield, look at the top X cards of your library where X is your devotion to blue. Okay. So if you just play it on turn two, you look at the top two cards. Right. Put uh, one of those cards on top of your library and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Mm-hmm. Okay. If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, you win the game. You just win the game. You just win the game. Okay. It's done. Let's make it happen. How are we going to make it happen? Um, oh, th- we've already got to figure it out. Um, so uh, they showed up in the middle there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so there's a deck currently running around Pioneer. It's uh, a Possibility Storm deck. Okay. Well, so Possibility Storm is a is the classic bad red enchantment at yep. rare. It's three red red and says whenever you cast a spell, you exile it and then reveal cards on the top of your library until you hit a card of the same type. Okay. You cast that card instead of the card you were casting, and then you take the card you were casting and all the cards you revealed, shuffle them up and put them on the bottom of your library. Okay. So. You play a bunch of adventure creatures. They're all creatures. You stick your possibility storm. Okay. And ideally you have six mana and you play a sorcery. So the decks I saw that were doing this were playing green. So they could play... Um, Rose Thorn Acolyte. Rose Thorn Acolyte yeah. or play... What is his name? Lovestruck Beast. Lovestruck Beast. Uh, I think you can clean up the mana base and just play blue and play Merfolk Secret Keeper. Mm-hmm. You secret keeper, uh, whatever, dig deeper or whatever it is. And you then have one sorcery in your deck. It's enter the infinite. Okay. You draw your deck and you put back Thassa's Oracle as your bottom card. So you enter the infinite is you draw your entire deck. You put one card on your back as your deck. Oh, all right. Then you cast a walking ballista for zero. That flips you into Thassa's oracle x will be greater than zero yeah well even if they like kill your thoughts oracle x is zero you have zero cards in your library okay. it's greater than or equal to right yep yeah. yeah. win the game win the game turn six easy game sure uh so this th- is what you were talking about with idyllic tutor you can tutor up no no, no i got something else i got something else for that i got something else for that okay but I got something sure else. Sure you do. I got something else. Um, so I like the teamer version mm-hmm. plays like a bunch of bad cards. Hey, so I'm going to stop you real okay. quick. Peyton, this one's for you. I hope you're watching. 
What? Possibility Storm? Yeah, he was playing Possibility Storm and Pioneer. The Teamer version, like the current version, has a lot of bad cards and moving parts for the win. Okay. I forget what they put on the bottom. It's something bad. There's also a version that plays Borborygmos, Mm -hmm. and then you throw your lands at them. Makes sense. This, you could just play Jeskai. Mm -hmm. If you want an idyllic tutor, you could have an idyllic tutor. But you have Teferi. You have Bonecrusher Giant. You have... uh, Brazen Borrower, mm-hmm. so you have like an A plan of like non-anemic good beats, right? And then you can just like backdoor them with Possibility Storm, yep. And like a one three that kind of scries two, yeah. Isn't the worst? No, it's almost like Augur Bolas, right? Yeah, I mean it's an Augur Bolas that never misses. Ne- at least put something <laughs> on top that you yeah. want as opposed to putting all three cards on the bottom of your library, right? And so, like, you can play more than one of these and, like, can be a reasonable blocker against mm-hmm. a red deck. Like, you just need to have one in your deck. Right. Or one somewhere in your deck in hand when you hit uh, End of the Infinite. Mm-hmm. So, that was the first thing. It's basically a Laboratory Maniac. Okay. And it's just how can you... Like, you can also... Um, I have I have plans for Lotus Field. This is a a win condition for Lotus Field. Yeah, that's where well. I thought you were going. I, oh yeah, that uh, possibility storm caught me from left field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what was happening there for I, a minute. <laughs> I have four possibility storms now. Like this, okay. I sent this I sent this deck to you in the in the chat. It's to, uh, to the to the uh, team chat, and I was like, you could sit beside this for nine <laughs> rounds. <laughs> What's he doing? I, I don't. I, I don't know. I didn't know you were serious. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I like built the number. I built the mana base. Like I tried. Okay. I tried. I was like, I got four. We're in for a treat in I February. Got, <laughs> I got fourteen blue sources. We're good here. Uh, I counted sources. So, yeah, this card is like fair, but also it just has the like the not fair is harder to see, and yeah. I missed it when I first looked at it. But yeah, yeah. the not fair is there. Like Laboratory Maniac just says like do something not fair. Yeah. A three mana, do something not fair, two, two. Mm-hmm. This is a two mana, look real hard, do something not fair, <laughs> one, three. Yeah. That just, like, does something when it comes into play as opposed to Lab Man, which yeah. doesn't do anything. Which if you play yeah, Lab Man... so weird. Yeah. If you play Lab Man and you don't win that turn, you've done something wrong with your <laughs> Lab Man. wrong, yeah. So the next card... Moving on from unfair stuff to very fair stuff. Very fair. Is uh, Thirst for Meaning. It's uh, two and a blue for an instant. says draw three cards, then discard two cards, unless you discard an enchantment card. Yeah, so it's either draw three, discard an enchantment, so Mm -hmm. you're up two cards. Right. Or it's draw three, discard two. Now, I know this card's good, and you know this card's good. But for a lot of people, first looking at this card, I can see how like they would not think that this card is good. Yes. This card will absolutely see play if there's any sort of like white-blue control deck, yes. blue-white control deck, um, because that deck is already leaning on things like, well, it's going to lean on Banishing Light and on uh, Prison Realm as removal anyway. Well, and uh, like it's going to lead on counters. So it's going right. to lean on Absorb... And three mana counters, so mm-hmm. if their turn three is hold up thirst for meaning or counting your spell, mm-hmm. they're not going to have, like, they're not going to waste that mana. Well, yeah, I was going to get to that. Okay. What I meant was that if they need to, they have things to pitch to it yeah, to get have card advantage. Yes. Yeah. Um, what you said is the second part of it, is this fits nicely into what their game plan is 
of leaving three mana open to counter your spell. If you don't do anything, they're not going to waste their mana. They're going to either fix their hand or they're going to go up a card. Or Yeah. And I mean, a situation where you have, like, you have a lot more keepable hands mm-hmm. if you've got... If you have three lands and a thirst for meaning, you can probably just keep that hand. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you have two lands and a thirst for meaning, you can probably just keep that hand. If you have five lands and a thirst for meaning, you probably can just, like, cast it, pitch two lands, mm-hmm. and be happy. Like, yep. get some action. Instant speed is the Instant big thing Instant speed. Here. Uh, also, uh, Dracoseth is still in the format, so if you want to be unfair. That's true. It is a way to discard cards. Yeah, it's a way to put Dracoseth into the graveyard yeah. to... Uh, Bond of Revival him. Yeah. Also, so. if your uh, um, escape deck happens to be blue, this is a good way to fuel escape, too. It's yeah. three mana, three cards in your yard. Yeah, it's and that basically pays for a lot of the escape good costs. ones. Yeah. yeah. So, all in all, it's going to see a lot of play. The This is a, uh, a take on Thirst for Knowledge, right. which was the same text except for discard an enchantment. And artifact. That, artifact, I'm sorry. Discard yep. an artifact. And that card saw a ton of play. Yep. That card is a vintage cube staple. Yep. This probably will be too. Yes. All right. Next up is uh, black. Yeah. And this is uh, this first card I can't say anything about because it's a Karsten card. This is totally a Karsten card. It's uh, Agonizing Remorse. Uh, one and a black for a sorcery. Target opponent reveals their hand. Now yes. what are you going to do when you look at their hand? Gonna You're going to make them, them discard a non-land card, but you're not just going to discard it. You're going to exile it. Uh, yeah. And lose a life. But it does something else, too. Where you can exile a card from their graveyard. Oh, I completely missed that sentence. Yeah, so it's, it is discard a card. Yeah. Or if they've, like, thrown an escape card in their graveyard that you're worried about. Like, yeah. if you look at the, you still get the knowledge from, the, of their hand. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, I need to get rid of one of these cards in your hand. Or this card from your graveyard. Yeah. So it kind of covers... Both, both, both sides. So, yeah. if you liked Thought Erasure, mm-hmm. but hated Islands, like this guy, yeah, right here, yeah, uh, this is just kind of that Thought Erasure yeah. effect, but you're not tied to being blue black, right? It's uh it's almost Thought Seize. It's a mana more, yeah, uh, but you get to pick anything, so it's not like Duress where you're stuck with like non-creature spells or whatever. Yeah. Um, you get to pick whatever you want, and it exiles. That's super relevant. Uh, it there's is. a bunch of graveyard cards right now that stops whatever you're worried about. Yeah. Um, and like you said, there's that upside that I completely missed the first go-around. Yeah, that you can get the yeah. escape. Yeah. So it does, on some level, make it a better late-game draw. Yeah. Because if they're empty-handed mm-hmm. or, you know, you cast it and they just have a land in their hand, you yeah. can just snag. Eat something whatever is in their graveyard yeah. that you might be worried about. You can their get their Elspeth Elspeth. or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what was the last one that saw play? Transgress the Mind? Transgress the Mind. It was, was like one in a black, exile something from their hand. Yeah, it didn't have the lose one life. Right. But yeah, so it's basically a very similar card, and that card saw a, a ton, ton of, of play. play. ton of play. Yeah, so this is probably going to see play. Yep. I like worry about the kind of like blue-black or Esper decks that are going to be like six Thoughtseize decks now. With thought erasure plus this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you're going to be able to just stack that effect up. And you're not like, worried about the black red decks that get another card in this? Yeah, I mean, the black red decks uh, <laughs> are going to be a problem, yes. <laughs> or could be. So, I hope they will be. Next up is. Oh, my God. Yeah, you thought the last one was hard. 
Uh, Ephemia the Cacophony. There you go. I yeah. like it. Yeah. It's so, a one and a black for a 2-1 legendary enchantment creature harpy. Yes. Uh, this is the first and, I guess, second enchantment creature. Yeah, saw. Heliod was one. Heliod. So enchantment creatures have have the benefit of they trigger constellation because right. they're an enchantment, but they have the downside of they die to disenchant. Right. So anything that would kill an enchantment will kill an enchantment creature. Yeah, it's kind of like an artifact creature. Exactly. Where you can shatter an artifact creature, you can kill it with a fatal push. Yeah. Um, same thing with uh, enchantment creatures. Yes. So this is a 2-1 flyer Yep. for one of the black. Yep. So that's just reasonable stats. Yeah, that's like a normal rate. Yeah. So, And at the beginning of your end step, you may exile an enchantment card from your graveyard. If you do, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. Mm-hmm. So this is really asking you to like aggressively fill your graveyard? Um, I don't know that it's asking you to aggressively fill your graveyard, but it definitely wants you to play like some number of enchantments yeah, to I, fuel the thing. Like, I don't know if a one on the black two one flyer is good enough for constructed if you're not getting that extra clause consistently. Um, right, but I think like you only need to get it once for it to be worth it. Well, fair. Like a two mana four three flyer is great. Yeah. Is, I guess it doesn't not is, a flyer, but Dead weight is in the format, or no? Is it? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Disfigure is. I don't know. Disfigure that is. is. Uh, so, like, if you had some easy way to put like an enchantment that did something yeah. in your uh, graveyard, yeah, that would be very useful. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the best way to build this is. Um, it's certainly like an interesting value engine, though. I don't know. It it seems like there's a lot wrapped up here, um, and I'm not sure what the deck looks like that this belongs in, but it seems like it could be pretty good. Like, that's a pretty aggressive rate for what it's yeah. doing. Deadweight, currently legal and standard. Oh, okay, there you go. So that's there you a go. great way to make this happen, then. Yeah, so, yeah, some way to, like, where you could, like, you know, on the draw, deadweight their one drop, yeah. then play this and get your 2-2. Two, two. Like, no, you're really far ahead. Mm-hmm. Super far ahead. Um, and then every time you exile one from then on, you're like, yeah, you're, you're just, super winning crazy, the race. Yeah. yeah, Your two drop just became a three drop, a four drop, and a five drop. Yeah. So. Since we have all this graveyard, mm-hmm. uh, these graveyard cards, we've got Cling to Dust. Mm-hmm. It's a black for an instant. Exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a creature card, you gain three life. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you draw a card. Right. And it itself has escape. Right. For three and a black. Exile five other cards from your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Now, five other cards is a lot of other cards. It seems like a lot, yeah. Like, the front end is fine. Mm-hmm. I think the front end's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how you might get to cast this one other time in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, if you do need to cast it one other time, like, you're doing it. Yeah. Like, you just spent four mana to stop, you know, some massive escape thing from happening. Yeah, now, even though it's an instant... If your opponent casts their escape creature, mm-hmm. it's too late because it's not in the graveyard anymore. It's on the stack. Oh, because you're casting it. You're, you're not casting activating it. an ability. You're not activating an ability. You're casting it, so it's on okay. the stack. So if they have an escape creature you want to try to, they could pay for the yeah. next turn, you want to snag it. Like during their upkeep or During something. their upkeep or on your turn. Yeah. So that they don't, because you won't have priority again. 
to get it before they put it on the stack, right? Also, if you have the are the person with the escape creature and they mm-hmm. let you go to your main phase and they have a black up, do it. Do do the thing if you're gonna yeah. cast it, cast it now. Yeah. So that they don't have a chance to snag it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, what I kind of liked about this card was it was kind of like passive graveyard hate that you can like not feel awful about including in your main deck. Yeah. Like fail cases, you just cycle it. Again, yeah, they you have to have something in there. They have to have something in their graveyard. Well, one of you does. I guess yeah. I guess it's any graveyard. Okay. Yeah. yeah so you can just cycle it. Yeah. Like uh, if you're playing a game where neither of you have any cards in your graveyard, like it doesn't matter anyway because yeah. neither of you are doing anything. Yeah, like I think that you know, again, like in control decks, those those games that go super long and they've got like a bunch of counter spells and stuff in their graveyard, like they they might have more chance to cast this more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Fabled Passage will help enable this. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. I think uh, like if there is some sort of like self-mill or graveyard synergy deck, there's probably some number of these in the 75. Yeah, because like they're just almost free. Like you yeah. mill one over and then, oh, okay, cool. Yep. Uh, so next up is the uh, four-mana instant speed removal spell. Nom, 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 nom. Eat to extinction. Mm-hmm. This guy's got some chompers, man. Yeah. So this is three and a black. Yep. Instant exile target creature or planeswalker. And then... uh. Surveil one. But they don't, Basically they, surveil yeah. one, yeah. Look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard. Right. Um, so this kind of fights for a similar spot to, like, Murderous Rider. Yeah, it kind of does the same thing. Um, like, they both have different, like, ways that they're good. Yeah. Murderous Rider has a body that it, like, pseudo leaves behind. Um, this exiles, which could be relevant depending on how many gods you play. Yeah, I think it, this is really like the safety valve for the gods because we didn't have a good black exile removal yeah. spell. Yeah. And so this is, if the gods are really popular, you play Eat to Extinction. Mm-hmm. If there aren't a ton of gods running around, I think you play Murderous Rider. Yeah. So it just kind of depends on how the meta game shakes out. It might be one of those things that like week to week... Mm-hmm. You kind of have to switch that slot in your deck. Yeah. But, like, this is an easier-to-cast kind of Raskus Contempt. It and is. that card saw a ton of play. And the two-life was super relevant. It in was. standard, too, because mono-red was everywhere. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's in that same vein of yeah. card. Uh, yep. Uh, next up is, uh, oh, it's K. We don't have anything down for K. We don't. <laughs> next up is the card after K. Yeah. It's uh, uh, Nightmare Shepherd. There's a uh, two black black for a four four flyer. It says whenever it's an enchantment creature. Yes. Um, whenever another non-token creature you control dies, you may exile it. If you do, create a copy of that, except it's one one and it's a nightmare in addition to any other creature types. Yes. This is a weird card. So, first of all, a four four mm-hmm. flyer for four mm-hmm. is just good. It's okay. Four like. Like, what is, I guess... So the Scry Sphinx is a 4-4 four, for four, four that flies. Yeah. didn't see play until Jeskai Flyers became a thing. Fair, and it saw play for its passability. And I guess, what's the other? Uh, Kefnet? Yeah. Kefnet is bigger than that? Four mana, four, five flyer. Yeah. Saw almost no play and, like, draws you an extra card every turn. Not every turn. Most turns. So this card... This I card think... used to be bonkers. Yeah. A 4-4 four, four flyer for four used to be nuts. It's... It's still good. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, 20 years ago would be oh yeah insane. Yeah. Uh, now the rest of the text, I think, if you um have a, have cards that have enter the battlefield abilities, yeah, that's where this thing really shines. You can just uh kind of like just retrigger those mm-hmm. whenever you need to. Yeah. And it just makes everything you have like something you have to kill twice. Well, not only that, but like it's obvious through some of the other cards that we're going to talk about a little bit later on that um, Wizards is kind of pushing like a sacrifice deck, like Aristocrats. Yes. Um, I know we've like already had that happening for quite some time now, but it gets even more toys now. Yes, it does seem like they've just like it seems like that has been the red black. Yeah limited archetype for like two years yeah it's just like every set they're just like red black sacrifice yeah like nothing else guys red right. black sacrifice <laughs> any red black sacrifice yeah ah well we'll make knights but we'll also put like a bonker sacrifice <laughs> card in there yeah so sure whatever yeah um but this like in an aristocrat style deck basically doubles your board yes so you have twice as many things to sacrifice yeah and like if they have like etb effects even better and it's a may so like right. you can like you can still do your cat oven and your cat doesn't get exiled right so that is a big deal yeah that you can deal. still do those things right like imagine a situation where you can like do like priests of forgotten gods mm-hmm. sack your mayhem devil and something else and get another, another mayhem, mayhem devil, devil and something else back yeah it's like oh this is awful yeah so like it's kind of pricey for what like the traditional like sacrifice aristocrats deck has done yeah but like that's that deck's running corvold right now yeah and this is cheaper than corvold i mean it doesn't draw you a card but it's cheaper than corvold yeah so it probably changes that deck if it goes in it but it well there's a good card i think that there's some of these other cards are kind of pushing that deck in a different direction anyway so maybe there's yeah. like two different versions two different, of it yeah archetypes within sacrifice so we'll see we'll see what happens Speaking of sacrifice cards. Speaking of sacrifice cards. We have Woe Strider. Yeah. Which is a 2-3. No, sorry, a 3-2. Three, 3-2 two, three, two. Two and a black. Mm-hmm. Um, when it enters the battlefield, you make an 0-1 white goat creature. Mm-hmm. Did you read the story about this today? No, I did not. So uh, Marrow had his like making magic column today. Okay. And he was telling a story about how like way back when, when he was first designing magic, um, he used to get letters from a, a person that didn't specify it was a guy or a girl, but a okay. person always asking for more goats. Okay. Like just always wanted more goats and magic. So that's, I guess that's how goat napper got made. Okay. The card from like Lorwyn or whatever that like there were no goats in the set, but randomly cared about goats. Yeah, don't we have, like, wasn't that recently reprinted or something? Modern Horizons had Goat Nap. It was okay. Act of Treason, but same text for goats, okay. whatever. Um, and that's how, that's, like, the default how, like, O one white, like, do-nothing creatures became goats is because this guy always wanted goats in standard. Gotcha. Or goats in, more goats in magic. So, person got their goat. Yep. So, mm-hmm. it's basically a three-mana three-three, kind of spread out across two bodies. Two bodies. Yep. And this has an innocuous but yet dangerous ability. Oh, very dangerous. Uh, of sack another creature, scry one. one. There's no mana attached to it, so it's you can free. just machine gun down your board. Yeah. 
And then this also has escape. It sure does. For three black, black, and you exile four cards. So it's kind of in that sweet spot of escape things. Right. And when it escapes, it uh, enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters. So it's a five four. That's a big guy. That is a very big dude. And a goat. And a goat. And yeah, yeah. So it's a five five spread across yeah. two bodies. <laughs> the fact that it's a free sacrifice outlet yeah. can be super dangerous. Yeah, kind of innocuous, too. Like, reading this card, you wouldn't think that this is a dangerous card. But yeah. every time we've had a free sack outlet. On Friday, I played yeah. uh, Rally the Ancestors and played Cartel Aristocrat because it's zero mana, sack a creature. Yeah. And multiple times, I was like, you're at eight, you're dead. Yep. I'm going to sack all my stuff and sack all my stuff again, and yep. you die. Well, think about, like, the... Original rally decks like in standard. Yeah, Nantuko Husk. Nantuko was Husk huge. is a garbage creature. It's a three mana two two, but had a free sacrifice ability and that's what made the deck. Yeah. So there could be something with this free sacrifice ability yeah. that can kind of push it over the top. Mm-hmm. Um again, like the current rally decks, the way they're built, I don't think would use it Probably too not. too much because they also play with return to the ranks, which yeah. is which is capped at two, two CMC, two CMC or two power, the two power, yeah, 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 right. So Woe Strider is too big to get back with that, yeah. And since it's three mana, it kind of makes it so your rallies are just that much harder to get it back, yeah. But the Scry one, it could kind of do the Viscerisier thing, where if you mm-hmm. you can dig to whatever card you're missing, yep. So it is interesting, yep. Um, keep your eye on it, yes. Don't trade it off if you get one at pre-release. Yes. Unless yeah. it's to me. Or me. <laughs> now is uh, Red, and I tried to work myself into pronouncing this first one. Here we go. Annex. Uh, Hardened in the Forge is a one uh, red, red, legendary enchantment creature demigod. Yeah. That's kind of weird, right? Yeah, he was but, a regular dude last time we were in Theros. Yeah. The, uh, type, uh, the type line is longer than some cards. Uh, yeah. Uh, flavor text (laughs) or rule text so this is a star three Mm -hmm. where the power is equal to your devotion to red so if he comes out and he's the only guy in your board two three two three um if you have two of them uh one of them dies because it's a legend correct so still a two three Mm -hmm. got it cool so (laughs) i I don't know this is a quiz uh so annex whenever another token Whenever annex or another token creature you control... Non-token. Non-token creature you yep. control dies. Create a 1-1 one, one satyr token with this creature can't block. Mm-hmm. If uh, if the creature had power 4 or greater, you create 2 of those tokens instead. Weird. That's like the same text as uh, Witches Oven. Witches Oven. That you ignored, yes. That I ignored, yeah. <laughs> it kind of like our Nightmare Guy. It kind of doubles your board. Gives you a way to double your board so yeah. you can kind of, you know... Woe Strider, if you had, like, if you, like, a Mayhem Devil and a Woe Strider and one of these two things, you just machine gun down mm-hmm. everything. Now, this does not work with the Nightmare Guy. Uh, because if you exile, exile it to the Nightmare oh, Guy, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't okay, okay, die. Okay. You can't replace the same thing twice. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so, fair. you can't have both of them, but you can do one or the other. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure which one's better. Like, if it's an aggressively slanted deck, like, this guy's probably better. Yeah. Um, if it's more like mid rangey or like value engine engine oriented, the nightmare guy's probably better. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy does a lot. Still works with cat. Like every time yeah. you cycle a cat, that's you true. make a one one. Oh yeah, that's good. Right. So it's like 
deal a, deal two damage because of course you have a mayhem devil. Right. Make a one one. Now the one one can't block, so you do lose a lot of the like value of a a one one as a chump blocker. You know what it's great with though. Uh, what Judith? <laughs> Fair. Well, she doesn't. She only pings on non-token, but it makes it a two-one. It makes it a two-one, though. Yeah. You get an army of two-ones. Yeah. That's... What's not great about that? It's, it's good. It I'll doubles your one-ones. It doubles your one-ones. <laughs> it's twice as good. So, again, this is just another card that's, like, planted for, like, some sort of red-black yeah. sacrifice deck. Yeah. Like, I think in Constructed, you're probably limited to playing, you know, you can't play the full four. No. These guys, because it's a legend, maybe you play two or whatever, mm-hmm. but... And I think that's fine. Yeah, I think it's like, good. Like, that deck's probably... F- um, a little full on playables anyway. Yeah. So I don't think you have room for more than a couple of those guys, yeah. especially since you have this next guy. Yeah, we have so many so many guys. Yeah. So we have Blood Aspirant. Yep. This so is I feel a... like we had this card name before. It feels very familiar. I don't know. I think Aspirant's a very uh, Magic the Gathering-y word. Yeah, it, it might be. Not a word that you use to describe things every day, but I no. think it's on a lot of cards. No, I don't look at my students and go, like, you're a graduation aspirant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's because you look at your students and say, you're going to fail. <laughs> I, don't, I don't say that. Oh, I've Honestly. heard stories. <laughs> <laughs> there have been people that have failed. But anyway, anyway, anyway don't get me fired. Uh, <laughs> I won't get you fired. <laughs> all right, so blood aspirant. Your boss isn't listening to this anyway. <laughs> this is true. One of my former students is... Dating Jacob. Yeah? Yeah, I had her in class last semester. Like, we started hanging out when we went to GPDC, and I was like, oh, so the whole time she was in my class, I had no idea. <laughs> so you never know. All right. Yeah. My students know about this podcast, so my boss <laughs> might end up listening. Uh, Shh, don't tell. Yeah, you're all going to pass, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Blood Aspirant okay. is a one and a red for a 1-1. One, one. Seder Berserker says whenever you sacrifice a permanent, Put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Yes. So this guy can get real big real fast. He can. Yep. Uh, he then has an activated ability for one and a red and tap it. Uh, sacrifice a creature or enchantment. It deals one damage to target creature, and that creature can't block this turn. Yeah, so it does, um, so it, like, has a way to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It can feed itself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And also, like, that creature can't block this turn's relevant. Like, yeah. even if the one damage isn't, shutting off their huge blockers. Yeah, is there's a way for you to like push damage through. Yeah. Right? They questing beast and then you're like, all right, I'll take four. Now it can't block kill you. Kill you. Yeah. Um so yeah, and I mean it can just become like a threat. Like mm-hmm. imagine getting attacked with this in combat and they have like cat oven. Right. You're just like, I can't block it because yeah. I'm gonna take a million. Right. If I block it, my thing's gonna die. And if I don't block it, I'm going to take literal millions. Right. I don't know what I do. Sack cat, sack food, sack fable passage. It's a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. And of course, they have it all, so they had the mayhem devil. And you're just like, oh, right, I'm dead yeah. now. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm turn four, and I just took a million. All right, cool. Yeah. So again, like, depends on the slant of the deck, mm-hmm. and there are seemingly a million different, like, right. cards that go in a sacrifice deck. Yeah. So. Like, I think. This probably takes like the priest of the forgotten god slot if you're like red black and more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because I think there's two different ways to build that deck. You can build it more mid rangey, mm-hmm. or you can build it more aggressive. And this is definitely a more aggressive card. Yep. Yes. This uh, is your boy. I'll let you talk about this one. What is this? Ox of Agnos. Sure, sure. So it's uh three red red. Mm-hmm. You're never ever gonna pay three red for this, red red for this card. Your game has gone terribly wrong. Well, I mean, you might, but you're doing it wrong. Should not be your plan A. 
right. or your plan B. For a 4-2. Yeah. And when it enters the battlefield, discard your hand and draw three cards. Why would you want to do that? Well, what if you have no cards in your hand? Oh, then it's just draw three cards. Then it's just draw three cards. That's great. A plus good times. Also, what if you had things in your hand that you wanted to discard? Even better. Even better. And it has escape for red, red. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. And, but you have to exile eight other cards from your graveyard, which sounds like a lot. It does sound like a lot. Um, now, when it escapes, mm-hmm. you can put a plus, you put uh, a plus one, plus one counter on it. So, so it escapes a five, as a three. five, three. Yep. So I do believe I tweeted out, this is the dredgiest card to have ever dredged. Yep. You like are dredger, dredge, like you dredge twice. Mm-hmm. You have eight cards in your graveyard. If you hit one of these, you just discard all the stuff you want in your graveyard. Right. Dredge a whole bunch more. Because discard then draw. So you get to dredge yeah. the cards that you just discarded. Yeah, so you have like two dredgers in your hand. You're like, dredge a stink weed imp, dredge a stink weed imp, discard, and you're going to dredge like 15 cards. Yeah. Plus get a 5-3, plus all the counters. Yeah. So like, you know, a game where you go like land, cathartic reunion. Mm-hmm you're going to be able to play this for us escape cost if you flip right. it and have cards left over to to dredge. Yeah. So this is a card that will do nothing fair. Oh yeah, no this only does broken things. This only it does like the most busted things you can imagine, mm-hmm. which is great. Sure. Uh <laughs> so yeah, I think this this card will could see a home in like modern dredge. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, Legacy Dredge uh, is good. It could see a home. It could be a card there. Like mm-hmm. you'd have to rebuild the mana base. Yeah, but quite a bit. Yeah, but you could be more of a blue red deck as opposed to kind of like a like a, a Grixis deck mm-hmm. as opposed to like weird four color piley thing. What about uh, like in standard? Eight is a lot. Eight is a lot. And I don't know if there's enough support. Mm-hmm. Right, if we still had like Citrus Supplier, remember yeah. the black green Molder Hulk decks? Like they could get a ton of cards in their graveyards because they would go like Supplier into like mm-hmm. Glowspore Shaman, and you'd have off to the races. Yeah, you'd have five cards in your graveyard, then you would block with your Citrus Supplier, and then like this would be live. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if don't there's... think it gets there. Yeah, I don't know if there's enough stuff, and like I don't know a five three that. Makes you discard your hand and draw three. Again, if you have no cards in hand, mm-hmm. it's great. It's like Rick's Body Reveler. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think if there's enough stuff to build, like Mono Red, yeah, um, this might see a little bit of play because you're like trading off your early guys anyway, and then it's a way to rebuild later in the game. Yeah, you just like have a four two. It's just really undercosted for like four two. Yeah. Like overcosted, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, on the front o- half. On the yeah, it's yeah. it's under it's overcosted for just a four two vanilla, mm-hmm. right? I think we've seen that at like three mana. Yeah, not with the draw clause. So like you know, right. if it's is like turn five and this is your last card and it draws you three cards, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I don't. But it doesn't have like haste or trample right. or any kind of like. The only thing that I was thinking is um, like Bedlam Reveler. Uh-huh. Like, this is kind of a, you can compare it to Bedlam Reveler, right? Yes. Um, Bedlam Reveler, you never wanted to see multiples in your hand. Yes. Because it always meant you had to pitch one to another one. Yeah. This, this be, doesn't care. Because, like, it wants to be in your graveyard. You just put it in your graveyard and can play it again. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. But, um, 
again, I don't think it's going to do anything fair. Yeah. Do you think this, is there still a, like a blue red Drake's deck? Um, like a Terramander, Crackling Drake, Arclight Phoenix? Like this could see playing yeah, that. Yeah, because you could just, you like, you'd be fine like milling it over. Like there is that like weird, like Drown Secrets, mm-hmm. uh, like kind of Grixis deck that plays Merfolk Secret Keepers. Arc Lake Phoenixes and stuff. Yeah, like it could be something where you just get a bunch of like five threes late in the game. Mm-hmm. Like you just get rid of all your lands and stuff that you don't need. Yeah, I mean, it's like it could do something there. I don't know. It was just a thought. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking at it in older formats. Yeah. Well, not everybody plays older formats. I so I like to, I like I to look at things from all angles. You like sneak attack? That's an interesting angle. You like sneak attack here? Well, here on yeah. this card. Yeah, it's a uh, Perforos, the Bronze Blooded. Yes, uh, four and a red for a seven six. That's a big boy. That's huge. That's like the biggest god yet. I think. Yeah, I think it is. It's a legendary enchantment creature god. It's indestructible. Has the god text where it's not a creature unless uh, you have devotion five or more. Yes. Um, has other creatures you control have haste? Yes. And for two and a red, you can put a red or artifact creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. And then you have to sacrifice it to be in the next end step. So? I mean, they're dead. Right. Yeah. So what are we going to put in play with this thing? Uh, you're going to put in Dracoseth. Yeah. And you're going to put in the um, uh, theme deck dragon. Okay. It's five red red for a five five flyer. It has double strike, and Ooh. all other creatures you control have double strike. Ooh. The turn it comes into play. Wow. So you drag so this guy on turn five and then double activate him on turn six. Mm-hmm. And you put twenty-four power of uh hasty flying damage. Also enough devotion to make him active. Whew. And Draco Seth will clear out all of their blockers for you. Spicy. Yeah. So then you go. There you go. Yep. That'll just end the game. We just broke standard. Like, good luck, everyone. Uh, see you. <laughs> see you at the PT. Uh, my work here is done. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Right. You know, other than the fact that I'm going to be drawing eight mana on castles <laughs> <laughs> for four turns of the game. Well, I mean, you could do it like a red black, um, like a reanimator deck or mm-hmm. like Blood for Bones or something too. So you have like a backup plan. Yeah, uh, or Grixis. So you can discard oh, stuff yeah. to your thirst for meaning. There you go. That too. There you go. That works. We again, we fixed it, folks. <laughs> it's been it's been real. It's been fun. Uh, one more thing that I wanted to note that we're going to revisit in a little bit okay. here is that we are headed to Akoria next, mm-hmm. which is the lair of the behemoths. The big so boys sounds like very large creatures. Yes, things that you might want to sneak into play with a perforos this is very true so this may be like a plant for later on yeah if it doesn't see a ton of play right now maybe scoop them up while they're cheap and uh, yeah get ready for putting some big big bad guys into play also um the way it's templated if Mm -hmm. you're feeling particularly frisky is you can put things on the battlefield on your opponent's end step and they will come through your turn so, like, late in the game, if you had, like, three things that you needed to put in, yeah, you could go, like, end of their turn, put in a thing. That's interesting. Your turn, put in two things. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. 
and attack. Uh, Technical term. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just just come at him. So you can like stick something in on the end step. All right. And it's also not yeah, limited. About that. It's also not limited like the same way. It's not limited to your turn. Like surprise blockers. Right. Like boo. Surprise! Here's an ox. Yeah, here's an ox. Oh, that's actually pretty good with this. Yeah, you put him in, then he dies. Then you bring him. You put him in and you draw three cards. Right. And that's hopefully fuel to kill them the next turn. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I so, hadn't thought of that. So that's there are some one. things there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Usually when you put two mythics together, good things happen. Yeah. Uh, this is true. Also, what is his name? Uh, the Big Pig. Oh, yeah. Big Pig's cute. Big Pig. It, you just get to put in all the things. All of the things. Like, they just you end up with, like, <laughs> three things in play. Mm-hmm. So, hasty. Hasty. Yep. Hasty things. All right. This one's going to take some work. Does every card have a, or does every color have a card that's just a wall of text? It's, welcome to 2020. Wall of text. 2019 was last year, and that's, (laughs) we were happy with this power level and amount of text on all these cards. Yeah. So we're back to more text. (sighs) All right, Storm Herald. Okay. Two and a red Mm -hmm. for a three-two. That is reasonable. Yep, it's a human shaman, if it matters, and has haste. Okay, now for a war and peace. Yep. Uh, when Storm Herald enters the battlefield, return any number of aura cards from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to creatures you control. Okay. So you can, uh, like, you don't have to put them on him, you can put them on anything. Right. Exile those auras at the beginning of your next end step. If those auras would leave the battlefield, exile them instead of putting them anywhere else. This card is templated weird. It is. Because, like, it just says aura cards, but you have to attach them to creatures? Yes. So what? can you target, like, a Gift of Paradise and put it on your Llanowar Elf? No, it still has to be a legal target for the aura. Cause the, but you can target it with this. No. It, it would fall off. Right, but you could target it. Like, would it, would it enter the battlefield for Constellation? Yes. And then it would immediately fall off. Yeah, the way that like returning auras to the battlefield works is super weird. Like yeah. you can you can enchant hexproof creatures that your opponent controls by returning the aura because mm-hmm. it doesn't target. Oh, that's super weird. Yeah, so you can like sneak a passivism on a hexproof creature if you have like a return an enchantment from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah. It comes to the battlefield and then you put it on something and in that action you don't target. Hmm. Loopholes. Have some pants, little guy. Yeah. So you can, like, but as soon as it went to check state-based actions, yeah. it would say... There's this, nothing here. This, well, it would say this aura, if you want to put your Gift of Paradise on your Llanowar Elves, it would say, oh, this aura says enchant land. Mm-hmm. Llanowar Elves is not a land. They can, it can't enchant it. Would you... You'd gain your three life, though, right? It would come into the battlefield, so I think you would, yes. Yeah. But it, it, it would kind of come onto the battlefield and then yeah. immediately fall off because you couldn't put it on a creature. Yeah. Uh, Very strange. It is weird. Um, it's weird that they templated it that way. Yeah, there are a few, like, weird, random... There's Is it, like, Aspect of the Lamprey? Which is, like, it comes into play and, like, your opponent discards a card. It's, like, and gives your creature lifelink. It's, like, three and a oh, black. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so... If that's in your graveyard, it's a way to like discard a card, uh, to make your opponent discard a card. Yeah. 
So there are some weird, like, enter the battlefield triggers on your auras mm-hmm. that are kind of unique to this Thero set. So this could do some shenanigans, but we don't have um, Eldrazi Conscription. Right. That's, like, the thing that everybody else thought of, right? Yeah. We don't have, like, that great big, like, yeah. dumb put an aura, like, put a game-winning aura on this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if, like, this is a deck that you show up to your F&M mm-hmm. and you, like, spend the first, like, four turns, like, casting Thrill of Possibilities <laughs> and just dumping, like, the all these enchantments in your graveyard. And then you slam this guy across your fingers and try to swing <laughs> for 27. Yeah. But, you know, live the dream. What's the, um, uh, I guess that doesn't work because you have to exile this. But it, isn't there, like, a aspect of Wolf or something? Comes in, it's like a four drop, gives a creature, like, Plus two, plus two, and makes a and makes a wolf. Well, it makes two wolves when it dies. Oh, okay. There's it's in this set. I thought it was. I thought it was an a, an enchant land that like you, you the land know. taps for an additional mana, but you pay four and a green, and it uh, makes two wolves. You sacrifice no, it, makes two wolves. Uh, or like nightly mm-hmm. valor, mm-hmm. it comes in and makes a two two. Like there yeah. are ways that you could like get things off of your enchantments. Yeah, but. And, like, this guy doesn't have, like, Hexproof. Like, right. like if you play him and, like, he's your only creature, mm-hmm. and they're, like, kill, kill it, it, and you're just like, oh. but my whole, <laughs> my, whole, my whole game plan. Why? No, I think, like, to play this guy, you have to find a way to make, like, the enter the battlefield stuff of the enchantment matter. Yeah. Or play Eldrazi Conscription. Yes. Like, one of the two. Yes. Uh, I guess, like, you have to play Modern mm-hmm. to play Eldrazi Conscription. That's true. So, and I wouldn't say that this guy's modern playable. No, <laughs> no, no. Right. Next up, we have Storm's Wrath. Yeah, this card's pretty exciting, right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, this is uh, a sign of times to come. So yeah. this is two red, red mm-hmm. for a sorcery. Storm's Wrath deals four damage to each creature and each planeswalker. Ooh, fantastic! Fantastic. Yeah, this card's great. Four uh, damage is a sweet spot. We have four damages. Like usually these do three. Yeah, they they put an extra point, an extra convert, uh, an extra mana on it mm-hmm. to get it from three to four. Right, and then they added the planeswalker text, which which is awesome, which is good. Like yeah. it's it's good to have something that can clean up creatures and planeswalkers, so it's not like it's not dead against really any deck. Right. Yeah, you can still use it against your control decks. Right. Like they 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 down tick their narset mm. and you play this and you kill s- it. Still get to kill it. Yep. It's not like it's just like, oh, I have no targets yeah. for this. Maybe you cleaned up a Teferi too. Yeah. So, because I guess Teferi starts on four. So if they uptick, yep. he goes to five. But then, like, he doesn't do anything right. for multiple turns. Yeah. But if they bounce something, like, yeah, then you definitely then you still have it. your guy. You can clean up the Teferi. Yeah. So it's it's definitely good. I hope they print more cards that have this like creature planeswalker mm-hmm. flexibility because really right now like black is the only mm-hmm. color that has those kind of cards right did you notice who's in the artwork there i do not know who that is it's Karanos. is it Karanos? it is like why didn't we get a card then i don't know we did storm's wrath yeah yeah no i want <laughs> three blue red five seven Big guy yeah <laughs> Devotion Lightning bolts and card draw. Yeah, not just like, hey man, 
he might be in the arts. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. I'm glad he might be in the art. Like, no, great. It's definitely him. Okay, but still, like, yeah. Like, I mean, it's only one set. They didn't have room to print everything. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Whose fault is that? Well, not mine. It's wizards. <laughs> give us all the stuff. We had to give you a triple green mythic. Uh, we couldn't give you a blue red god. <laughs> um. So the next step um, is Tectonic Giant? Yeah, I think this thing's pretty sweet. You don't seem very excited. I, the card is very good. Okay. I just am like, why? Why do we need this? Why, why is this a thing that needs to be a thing? All right, well, this guy is a 2 red red for a 3-4. And when it attacks or becomes the target of a spell an opponent controls, choose one. Okay. Uh, it deals three damage to each opponent. Okay. So it bolts your opponent. That's pretty good. Or exile the top two cards of your library, choose one of them until the end of your next turn. You can play that card. Yeah. Um. So remember Thunderbreak Regent, mm-hmm. a simpler time, two red red for a 4-4 four, four flyer that when it was targeted, it dealt four. Yeah, that card was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Now we have... we. It lost flying and it lost a point of power, but now whenever you turn the card sideways, it does it. Draws you a card, too. Yeah. Or draws you a card. What the heck? (laughs) That card wasn't printed 20 years ago. It was printed like five years ago. Yep. And it's just like, eh, let's just make something way better. You know what else? What? It's an elemental. Oh, gosh. Hey, if you- Trigger Risen Reef. if If you can go like one- Blue green into <laughs> two, two red R-R. red, like you deserve that resonance <laughs> trigger. You did it. Yeah. Uh, and then you, I assume you just go into Nissa because that's what You're you probably, do. Yeah. <laughs> so you, if you have green mana in your deck, <laughs> Nissa. Nissa. So I think this card's sweet. Yeah. And then you attack with it, and it reveals a Hydroid Crisis, and your opponent just Ooh. scoops up the cards. Well, this Big was brain fun. Plays. <laughs> this was fun. Uh, so the card draw is relevant. Yeah. Like, I, that's a big upside on this guy. Yeah, I think that in any kind of, like, if this is your top end mm-hmm. of, like, an aggressive red deck, mm-hmm. like, that's great because they can't ever target it. Right. And they can't ever let it attack. Right. I mean, right, if it's on, like, if you stick this on an empty board, they don't immediately play a creature. It has six power. Mm-hmm. Well, like, they can't, like, deal with it. Yeah, they like, have to have like giant blocker. Right, you go. They like, need lovestruck beast exactly. You go like one, two, three. This mm-hmm. they've taken some damage, mm-hmm. and then you attack and you bolt them. Does this replace like mayhem devil in the current red black aggro lists? You think? Um, it it'd could. be a little bit easier on the mana if you're trying to do like ember cleave in this instead of like ember cleave and mayhem devil, or not mayhem devil, spawn of mayhem, spawn of mayhem, yeah. It could. I mean, the fact that Spawn of Mayhem could come down on three mm-hmm. is is a big deal. So in the red black decks, like you're saying, like Spawn of Mayhem yeah. has the upside of flying mm-hmm. and coming down on three. Yeah, but like, and in, like the drain every turn is like pretty yeah. relevant too. But. Yeah. Um. But like in the uh, Gruel decks, mm-hmm. right? Having uh four, what are they called? Uh, questing beast. Questing beast. Sometimes they get you draw two or three and they get gummed up in your hand. Yeah. So, like, this, and if, like, you were still playing something bigger, like Skargan Hellkite, mm. this could kind of bring your curve down a little bit, maybe go to three love, uh, gosh, three questing beasts, yeah. and, like, work a couple of these in yeah, as, like, another, like, threat. And, again, like, the fact that you just get to 
attack if you turn it sideways it deals them three mm-hmm. is big upside yep and you know like oh i'm out of cards well i'm gonna turn this guy sideways and flip something over you could almost make like a mono red beats deck yeah like between this thing and like bone crusher giant yeah you've got like you've got a reasonable curve yeah you know it doesn't sweep these up what's that Rome cloak giant that is true. They yeah. are both giants. Yeah. How, how's that? How's that? How's that treating you? Oh, terribly. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um. Yeah, I think that it's. Throw so you red white then, and you just like win on turn five. Easy you mode. Could. Yeah, you just like you're like, like uh, stomp your thing, bone crusher giant. This sweep your board. Yeah. Attack for ten. Yeah. yeah seems good. GG. Seems good. Yeah, we we broke it again. Sure. Yeah, we you did. heard it here first. You heard it here first. We're just breaking formats left and right. All over the place. Right. Right. And I get like a message from someone. I went 0 and 27 on <laughs> Arena. We're it's like, all your fault. It's all your fault. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I'm just going to uh, like sit back sit and let back. you like wax me, poetic me, about uh, this next card. This here. Okay. Underworld Breach. One in the red for an enchantment. Okay. And it says non- Land card. Each non-land card in your graveyard has escape. The escape cost is equal to the card's converted mana cost, plus exile three other cards from your graveyard. At the beginning of the end step, sacrifice Underworld Breach. Okay. So, on its face, yes, this is like a one-turn give everything in your graveyard escape. Yes. Okay. And you only have to exile three cards. And it costs two mana. Costs two mana. So the first thing you escape effectively is three cards plus its casting cost plus Plus two two mana. Right. So Um, if you wanted to escape like a thirst for knowledge. uh, Yeah, thirst for, you did the same thing. I I, I did the thing, yeah. Thirst for meaning. Thirst for meaning, yeah. It would be five. Yeah, it would be. Two with three blue, red, right. exile three. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's dumb. We're not going to do that. Okay. Uh, so, so what are we going to do? First, uh, basically, this card is not an enchantment. It's a right. sorcery. Right. So kind of its closest analog mm-hmm. in printed magical history is Yagmas Will, mm-hmm. which is two and a black, and you can cast, you can play any card from your graveyard. And if a card would go to your graveyard from anywhere, you exile it. Okay, so this doesn't have that second clause. It does not have that second clause. This is important. Right. Um, so Yagmas will is playable nowhere because it's banned. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's pl- yeah. I think you can play it in Vintage, maybe? Yeah, it's probably even restricted there, though, It's right? probably restricted in Vintage. Yeah. Banned in Legacy. Yes. If you watch anyone play the Vintage Cube. Yeah. If they're playing Storm, you draft Yagmas Will because it's easy mode then. Right. Because you're like, oh, I drew my Yagmas Will. I guess I just win the game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have you exile cards from your graveyard. It just lets you play them. Right. So the the restriction that this puts on you is you have to have enough food in your graveyard to let you just play cards out of your graveyard kind of for uh, ignoring the, right. the three cards. Yep. So there's... In Legacy, there's the where everyone's like, well, you just brain freeze yourself, mm-hmm. which is one of the blue target player mills the top three cards of their library Storm. and has Storm. So you fill your graveyard 
and you like then just play your whole you just play your entire graveyard out and you win from there mm-hmm. uh that may or may not be doable just because like there's interaction in the format right pioneer uh like modern i'm sure there's something where you can do something with storm mm-hmm. uh but talking to uh bowman resident storm player Say that a lot of times Storm is short on cards in their graveyard. Yeah. So they need all those cards. So having to exile three might not be worth it. Mm-hmm. So I can't take credit for this Pioneer thing. I can take credit for part of it later on, though. Is, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, Chronic Flooding. Okay. This is a common from Return to Ravnica. Okay. I assume you bought foil copies already? I have not. I need to. Okay. I, I didn't think I had any copies at all. And then I went and checked and I had like, 40 and i was like sweet (laughs) um it's one in the blue for an enchant land um whenever enchanted land is tapped a target player puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard okay so if you enchant a lotus field every time you tap the lotus field you put three cards in your graveyard and you generate three mana okay so every time you tap it, you pay the three escape costs. Right. And if you're casting a spell that's CMC three or less, it's free or up on mana? Yes. So then you can start uh, doing like hidden strings, mm-hmm. to, which is one in a blue, untap a permanent, untap another target permanent, and then has cipher, which I don't know how to do. Yeah, uh, no one does. That was, that was a deep cut mechanic <laughs> that I don't think anyone's ever used. Um, so you can just mill yourself out mm-hmm. and then mill out your opponent. Okay. Or you could or win with... Thassa's, yeah. uh, whatever it is, Oracle. Oracle, or Jace, right. or anything else you put in your graveyard because right. you don't have to... Because you can cast it. Because you can cast it. Yeah. Uh, so you could, like... Uh, I think you can win... I know you can win on turn four. Okay. I think you can win on turn three, but I haven't like figured it out. Worked yet. through yeah. all of it, but you definitely can win a game on turn four by putting an enchantment on your hexproof land <laughs> and being like, "You got it." Okay, cool. Um, so it doesn't. I don't know how it does anything fair. Oh, this card doesn't do anything fair. And I don't know like what you play in standard to make this card like th- this card would be like reasonable to be in standard yeah right it looks like a card that's just like they printed it and they were just like this goes directly into modern and legacy and pioneer does not stop at standard at all yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure what you do with this in standard yeah probably nothing i mean if you have a ton of mana Mm -hmm. it maybe reads as a draw two right right like you know you you have eight mana and you play this and then you pay two play two three drops yeah right i guess that's good kill something and a guy maybe yeah i guess that's good but it's not yeah it's not great like you're not going to put that in your car in your deck right in hopes of like well i hope i get to turn 12 and draw this and have like so it seems weird it's kind of like was it brought back yeah the white white like return two things from your graveyard that went to the went to the graveyard this turn like it just seems like what are we doing right so this is kind of that same vein, and it's just like, what are the busted things you can do? Mm-hmm. So begging to be broken. Yes, I don't know why they, why this card exists. Yeah, I'm not sure, but 
it is here and I'm sure you're happy to have it. Yes, we will figure out something to do with it. I'm I probably I'm ambivalent, but you, yes, you're yeah. like the unfair. Mm, no, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah. I don't want this card. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's gonna make me miserable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you maybe discard some stuff. Sweet. <laughs> so next up is green. We're gonna give this first one to James. He's so hooked on phonics. Sure. Uh, this is Chainweb Arachnir. Yes. It's a single green mana for a one-two with reach creature spider. When Chainweb Arachnir enters the battlefield, it deals damage equal to its power to target creature with flying and opponent controls. Kill target Spectral Sailor. Check. Yep. Or Terramander. Check. Yes. Scary Terry. Yes, good job. Uh, it also has Escape for three green green and Exile four other cards from your graveyard. Uh, Chainweb Arachnir escapes with three plus one plus one counters on it. Yes. So it's a four five. Four five. That still has ETB... Punch a thing. Fight something in the air. Yes. Um, I mean, it's very good. Very good. It's like somewhere like it's a little worse on the front end than Crawl Harpooner. Right. But it's way better on the back end. Yes. Because it'll probably live. Yes. It'll Crawl Harpooner never lived. Never lived. Yeah. It always died. Yes. Unless it was eating geese. It's true. I guess this can't eat a goose. So on oh, the front, kind of front end, it can't eat a goose. Yeah. So Crawherburner gets that. a goose. This doesn't get a goose. Right. But on the back end, it's an honest-to-God legitimate creature. Right. It kills something. It's a threat. Yeah. Again, like, I think in a Sylph Mill deck, mm-hmm. I think this is A-plus good times. Like, this is yeah. the kind of thing you want to do. Yeah, like, it belongs somewhere in the 75. I don't know yeah. if you main deck them or not. Yeah, but We I don't mean, know what the format looks like. Yeah, so. I mean, just like, you know, you know what is it? Uh, an FTK. Mm-hmm. That's a four or five. Yeah, is is great. Yep, flame tongue kavu. Yep, look it up. I gotcha. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know you got me. <laughs> Just for the the newer folks here. All right, I heard this. I was listening to LR, and they were just like. I have no idea how any of these abilities on this card go together. This just seems. I have like no idea how you get all of this for two mana. At uncommon. At uncommon. All right. So what are we talking about? We're talking about. Destiny Spinner? Yep. It's a uh, one and a green for a 2-3 enchantment creature, human. Okay. Uh, real quick. Uh, a two mana, two, three. Above rate, correct? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Significantly above rate. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We usually just get bears. Right. No, this is very good. This is a big bear. Um, like, what else did we have that was a two mana, two, three? Uh, green, black, uh, snake. Yeah. Mining constrictor, but yep. he was green, black. Right. We also had... Um, was Sylvan Advocate? Sylvan Advocate was. Uh, more recently, M19, didn't we have uh, the elf guy? When you targeted him, you made an elf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two mana, two, three. Thorn Lieutenant. Thorn Lieutenant, yep. That also like had a big activated ability. Yeah. We've mentioned like two rares and a gold uncommon. Right. This is a one color uncommon. <clears throat> and then it, there's more. Oh, there is more. So creatures and enchantment spells you control... Can't be countered. Whew, that's a big game. So let's say, for example, you play this on turn two. Mm-hmm. Your opponent, your control opponent, who did not have Essence Capture up. Right. They just lost access to Absorb, uh, Mystical Dispute. Uh, what else? Sinister Sabotage? Yeah, the, like any counterspell on their hand mm-hmm. is just done. Right. 
and they can't like they either have to have a removal spell. Mm-hmm. They can't like Teferi bounce this because then you just replay it and they kind of got nowhere. Right. Um. So there's that. But wait. Well, let's compare this to one more thing. Okay. Also in Kaladesh, we had Prowling Serpapod. Was Prowling Serpapod in? Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure it was Kaladesh. That was Hour of. That was like Amonkhet. Mm, it was one of the two. One green, green, four, three creatures you control. Creatures spells you control can't be counted. Right. So the static ability of this is just better than that rare. Yes. Because it's and enchantments. Yes. Okay. Just checking. Uh, it has two less power though. Sure. Fine. But wait, there's more. There's more. Three and a green. Mm-hmm. Not a tap ability. Just right. three and a just green. Just three and a green. Target land you control becomes an XX elemental creature with trample and haste until the end of turn where X is the number of enchantment land, enchantments you control. It's still a land. Um, I don't know if I want to live in a world where all of your lands from uh, Nyssa are four fours with trample and well, vigilance. They're, they're more than four fours, though, right? Well, it depends on how many enchantments you have. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was thinking devotion for some reason. Yeah, I thought it was devotion too. Yeah. Whatever. So, this by itself gives all gives your makes your lands one ones. Mm-hmm. But with Anissa, you like tap your forest for two green, untap it, put three counters on it, get two more green. Yeah. And now you've given it plus one, plus one, and trample. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know one why this card needs to exist. And I also don't know why it needs to exist at Uncommon. And I don't know how any of these abilities go together. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. It just, it seems like if it's good, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like they keep putting can't be countered on like cheaper and cheaper things. Yeah. Like when I was looking at this card, um, I kind of discounted the last ability. Yeah. Because it's pretty rare, I think, that you're going to make good use of it. Like, maybe randomly you'll activate it once and it'll do something. But yeah. Like, it's not going to win a game for you. But a two-mana, like, relevant body, like this blocks mono red all day long for yeah. two mana and still has game against, like, your control decks where it shuts off all their counter magic. Yeah. Like, that seems great for two mana. Yeah. It's like, hey, I turned your questing beast. Your questing beast also, yeah. as this added bonus, is a shifting ceratops. Right. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, cool. I, I don't I don't understand. Like I don't think it's busted, but I just think it's just that like it's subtle, a solid role player. But it's that subtle like indication <clears throat> of like power creeping green mm-hmm. where it's just like why does it have all these abilities? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make any sense. And it's not like the green demigod. Right. Right. It's not like that like flagship like green. Yeah. Uncommon. It's just like, yo, here's like here's a bunch thing. of text. Yeah. That really doesn't go with like anything for the limited environment, right? Yeah. Nothing from the limited environment. Like, so it seems like it's a plant for constructed, mm-hmm. right? Were they like playing in the future, future league and getting their like creatures, like their Akora creatures countered? And they were like, no, I don't can't to- happen. Can't happen. But like, you know, what is it? Uh, oh gosh. One red, green. Give your guys riot. They can't be countered. Oh, Rhythm of the Wilds? Rhythm of the Wilds. Right, like, so they were like three mana, mm-hmm. do nothing, make your creatures uncountable. And we were like, no. 
We were all super excited for it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we played it nothing. and went, no. And they were like, fine. Two mana <laughs> on a body with a random activated ability. <laughs> and we're like, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. And if we say no to this, like in three sets, it'll be one, one mana. green mana, three, three. <laughs> you guys will play this. Yeah. We don't want your stuff to be countered. It'll be, it'll have flash. All right. <laughs> flash. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you got to return it to your hand at the end of the turn. It'll have flash. It'll say, your spells, creature spells can't be countered. Draw a card. <laughs> Draw a card. It'll be like, did we just ban this and everything? <laughs> Oh, we wanted it to, like, be able to block, too. <laughs> you, like, flash it in. You, like, block a creature. <laughs> Man, I wish my Veil of Summer could block. Have we got a card for you? <laughs> it flashes in. It fights something. And you say your stuff can't be countered. You draw a card. It's an eight for one. And, they're just and it like, bounces back your hand at the end of the turn. It's fine. Yeah. You can never attack with it, but it's fine. <laughs> This is our sexy boy of the set. Yeah, this is a dryad of the Elysian Grove? Sure. Okay. It's a two and a green for a two four, and this also has random smattering of act- or, uh, static abilities. Yeah, it was like, hey, let's take two good eternal playable green cards. And mash them together. And put them into one card. And then put them naked in a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So imagine, if you will, <laughs> that the Jolly Green Giant looked at someone and said, grease me up. <laughs> this, is, this is what we have as our artwork here. Yeah, this is him. It's an yeah. enchantment creature nymph. Yes. Uh, did I say what it was? Two and a green for a 2-4? It's two and a green for a 2-4, right. yes. Um, the first line of text says, you may play an additional land on each of your turns. So kind of one of the lines of text from Course uh, of Crucifix. Or Oracle of Moldiah. Uh, Corsair didn't let you play an additional land. Oh, just off the top. Okay, yeah. so it's Oracle of Moldiah. Yeah, or like half an Azusa. Half an Azusa, or yeah. Or Wayward Swordtooth. Yes, okay. Like all of these cards have seen play, right? Yes, in like eternal formats. Right. Yes. The second line of text says, lands you control are every basic land type in addition to their other types. Uh, this is in a two-minute enchantment from, is it Lorwyn Block? Mm-hmm. Uh, Prismatic Omen. Yep, it's also Chromatic Lantern, more or less. Yeah, well, the basic land types right. is important. Sometimes, yeah. Right, so Prismatic Omen had been played in Modern with mm-hmm. Valakut, which counts the number of mountains you have. Yeah. Well, this makes all your lands mountains for Valakut. It's also easier to tutor for because it's a creature. And it's an enchantment. It and does it's an both. Yeah. Right. And it also blocks target mono red deck right it does everything that deck has ever wanted to do mm-hmm. right like oracle of moldiah costs one extra mana but lets you play lands off the top of your deck right like you lose that ability but you knock a mana off of it and like have a walking prismatic omen yeah and like azusa costs the same but it's half the size yeah you only get to play one land instead of two with azusa but you gain all you your get, lands are you mountains. Get plus one, plus two in all your lands are mountains. Yeah. yeah. So this again, this seems like the play an additional land mm-hmm. is just like a good standard ability. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you go this on turn three, play your land, you're you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. We've been playing Orboreal Grazer. Right. For basically this ability is a one shot. Is a one shot. And this is just like 
every turn. So like now you're just limited by how many cards can you get in your hand to put lands on the battlefield. And then I don't know why you want all your lands to be every type in standard. Come on, yes you do. To, to cast Nivmizit? No, Dread Presence. <laughs> Come on, man, that card's awesome. Sure. That card's great. Sure. Dread Presence wants you to have swamps. Well, swamps fu- are I, part of every basic I, I understand. Type. I'm just letting the people know at home that... That we're trying to make the rock over here. Well, it's the same thing that you wanted to do for Valakut. I want to do with Dread Presence. Hey, one of those cards is playable, and one of them is Dread Presence. Yeah, but Valakut doesn't draw you cards. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Valakut, like, kills them immediately. Right, but it doesn't draw you cards. Fair. Fair. <laughs> You're the one that didn't want to shoot the board with Heliod. I just want to watch the world burn, man. Apparently. <laughs> I just want to win and go get a snack. No, 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 no. It's okay. only winning if you crush them into yeah. dust first. So, this card is interesting. This card is bonkers. Yeah, I I don't know why you take these two, like, abilities and smush them together. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It was like, like you know what? We don't think Valakut's good enough in modern. Let's let's see if this does it. Yeah. Some of them play Prismatic Omen, yeah. I don't know. So, they all play Azusa. Mm-hmm. What Let's if we took all together. the Prismatic Omen slots and just made them half an Azusa <laughs> and a Prismatic Omen? Well, that's fine. But it I'd needs to block. <laughs> what if red gets good? Oh, good point. Block. It's a 2-4. Two Blocking. 2-4. Two yeah, Check. Two four. Okay. Okay, we're good. We're good. We Ship it. <laughs> we did it. Put it in the card file. Can it only cost one green instead of one green green? That would... Yeah, fine. Two and a green. Yeah. Fine. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Whew. All right. All right. We got another doozy here. This card shouldn't exist. It's just silly. Yeah. I I I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> Nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> what kind of world are we living in? All right. All right. It's a uh, Nix Bloom Ancient. Okay. It's a uh, four green green green. So seven mana total. Yeah. For a five five. Okay. Smaller in- than Force of Nature. True. Okay. Same casting cost. Same casting cost. Uh, enchantment creature elemental. Okay. So it's an elemental and not legendary. For reasons. Right. So you can have multiples, obviously. Yeah, why are there like two Nyx Bloom Agents? Like, you should clearly be a legend. <laughs> it says, if you tap a permanent for mana, a permanent. A permanent. Dork. Rock. Right. Land. It produces three times that much mana instead. So if you tap a Llanowar mm. Elf with him on the board, it's three elves in a trench coat. <laughs> that it is. Yep. If you tap a soul ring, it's six mana. It's six mana. This card does not seem reasonable. Right. It thankfully costs significantly more than Nissa costs. Right, but you can easily go Nissa this. This is true. And still have a bunch of mana left. This is true. Uh, mm, I guess a bunch. Yeah. You go, let's see, you go five for Nyssa, play your land for turn, you can have 12. Right? You, you would untap, if you played this. If you were mono green. Yeah, if you, you played this five, on, you, on, if you played this on six, right after you Nyssa'd. Right. Right, you would tap four lands, so right. you'd make eight mana. Right, so you'd have two lands left over that each tap for six, or for six apiece. Uh, eight. Because you get the three plus the one from Nyssa. Oh, gotcha. 
because the extra yep. one comes from Nissa. Yep. So you would have... Oh, n- does it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make the... Like, it doesn't from, say lands produce some additional green? From how I read it, from how I've, I've seen it explained, is you get three from... I haven't checked the, the, org, uh, the actual rulings, but from what I've seen it explained online is you get... Th- you get three from you get three from this mm-hmm. plus then one from Nissa. Oh, okay. So you end up with nine total mana. Okay. If one of those is a breeding pool, yep. then I just assume you play an eight eight crisis, right? Because that is just what you do. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand. How hard do you want to ramp? That's the only question you have to ask yourself. My thing is, is part of it is all right. You play your seven mana five five trampler. What are you ramping into after this? Like, are you like you it know? It depends what? what we get in Akoria, Lair of the Behemoths. I I need to like hard cast my Emrakul. Like, what <laughs> what am I, what more do I want from my life? I don't know. I guess it's just giant hydroid crises for Could as be. far as the eye can see. Could be and like voracious hydras. I guess I'll eat that. <laughs> this right. is a twenty twenty go. So if. Nissa and this don't make enough mana for you. What's something else we can do? Mana flare? I don't know. Like, <laughs> what, what more do you want, man? There's an artifact in this set that we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, okay, that guy. Yeah. Okay. So keep this guy in mind when we get there. Oh, God. So, yeah. So this guy's a big boy. Yep. It, it screams to me like it, it has a home in Commander somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like where you just like play this guy and then you just like make all the manas and I don't know cast a giant Genesis wave Genesis wave for forty <laughs> and like I I don't know what you do at that point cast your deck I guess yeah I don't know yeah figure it out we'll see you can't um, find this with an idyllic tutor though you can yeah yeah it is an enchantment um keep an eye on this guy though if Ikoria is all big dumb stuff with behemoths and all that. Um, that kind of incentivizes like battle cruiser magic. Yeah. Where people are just trying to cast the biggest thing. Yes. It doesn't matter how big it is as long as it's the biggest. <laughs> Bigger than whatever your opponent has cast. Right. Um, in which case, like this guy really doesn't have a home right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe in, you know, four months we want it for a Coria. So if they kind of dip in the meantime, it might be a reasonable spec target yeah. if you can pick them up for a couple bucks a piece. Yeah. It's it is an interesting card. It is Again, one of those cards that has a unique ability. It, I don't think there's any other card that says triple the amount of mana this produces. Right. For years, we were at 2x. Right. And Mark Rosewater said, no, I want Give that three. man a donut. We are now 3x. <laughs> 3x. Get bigger. Uh, there was one more card I wanted to talk about with this guy that we forgot to. Okay. Castle Garenbrig. Oof. Uh, this guy makes Castle Garenbrig tap for 18 mana. Oof. Then you tap a blue. <laughs> you make a 17, 17 <laughs> hydro. All things lead back to Hydroid Crisis. Yeah. I mean, unless you can give your voracious Hydra haste. Well, you come with Perforos. There you go. It's like, I'm going to make a 21, 21 <laughs> voracious Hydra. Or I guess it'd be twenty one, twenty two, and attack you. <laughs> did we do it? Sure. We did it. Okay, we did it. good job. All right, yeah, this card's nuts. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know where its home is in standard. 
Well, like I said, I I don't know if it has one right now, other than making your giant crazies even yeah. crazier. See what I did there? It's very good. It's very good. That's why we pay you the big bucks. <laughs> the big bucks. The big bucks. That's right. This podcast, we make like negative $12 an hour. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, we do it for the love of the game, Brian. For the love of the game. Yeah. I just don't want to work and just make content. I want to be Pleasant Kenobi. Please make me Pleasant no, Kenobi. You need a way better beard. I need a way better beard. <laughs> I just need to like say random stuff about milk. <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, all right. Next up is the best one of these perhaps we've ever had. It's, it's yes. a Tessin champion. Yep. So two and a green mm-hmm. for a one three mm-hmm. uh, with constellation. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on Tessin champion and draw a card. Both. Both. Wow, that's pretty good. So, this is uh, an enchant an enchantress, right? Usually, um, an enchantress draws you a card when an enchantment enters the battlefield, or is cast. I think it depends on yeah, it depends on the wording. Depends on the wording. Uh, but they're usually like three mana O twos, yeah, or not very threatening, or a one in a green O one with shroud, so you can't put pants on it. Yeah. She's like, I came with this many pants, and it's all I'm putting on, but I want to put more pants on you. No. No. I, pants. This many pants. Unless it returns from the battlefield and you did not cast it. There you go. We can, we can work around it. So this is kind of a, an engine mm-hmm. and win a win condition. condition. Yeah. So we had a card similar to this last time we were in Theros, yeah. Eidolon of Blossoms. It was two green green. For a 2-2. Two, two. For a 2-2. Two, two. That drew a card when you uh, on constellation to drew a card when enchantment entered the battlefield. Yep, and that card saw all kinds of play. I, I played it, and it wasn't also your win condition. Right, it wasn't also just giant. It was just I'm always a two two. Mm-hmm. This is okay. I'm a one three. The first one of the first enchantment you cast, I'm now bigger than Eidolon of Blossoms. Yeah, right. and I drew you a card. Right, you're like turn three this, mm-hmm. turn four enchantment. I'm officially bigger than Ilana Blossoms, mm-hmm. which was played in everything. Right now, we also had a whole bunch of support for like an enchantment theme block though with Ilana Blossoms, mm-hmm. like a whole block's worth. Yes, because that didn't come out until the third set of that block. Okay, um, this we only have this set. Yeah, so I don't know if Constellation is going to be as good overall. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to something we've talked about before, which is it feels like in all of these one set blocks now, mm-hmm. they are just like, well, we want a constellation deck to be in standard. Yeah. And they just make it so. Right. They give you all the pieces. And, and so, like, maybe we're missing something. Yeah. But maybe the constellation deck is just here. Mm hmm. And it's just the point of like putting it together, but it's it exists. Yeah. It's also worth noting that Idolana Blossoms was an enchantment. Yes. So it triggered itself. Okay. When it entered the battlefield, you got the draw card. Okay. This does not. Yes. Fair. You, need, you need something else. Yeah. So fair. I guess I forgot about the it being it triggering itself. Yep. But this card is I think very good. Oh, very good. There very is good, an yeah. enchantment deck, like you play the 
two three that has random abilities, mm-hmm. then this per- this can't be countered. Right. And then just like then you play the thing that lets you play extra lands. Looks like Jolly Green Giant. You play an extra land, and you play another enchantment, and right. you're like, "Oh, I have a three-five that drew me two cards." I and think we didn't talk about it, but we're getting a uh, two mana like Gift of Paradise, also. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot here that can make this mm-hmm. reasonable. Yep. And there's also a bunch of like random like enchant lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there's one from uh guilds. Where it's like a green and channel land when it enters the battle, it, and the land taps for can tap for a man of any color, and you can sack it to draw a card, mm-hmm. right? So like just having like green draw a card, put a counter on it, draw another card, yeah, would be like reasonable. So there might be some like cheap green enchantments laying around Maybe. that replace themselves. Like they'll let this be a thing. So next up we have the gold cards, multicolored. Yeah. So this first card is a throwback to. Uh, a standard, uh, a uh, card we had last time we were on Theros. Yes, uh, yeah. a, a like standard, standard card, I guess. A, staple. A, staple. There we go. Yeah. Words are hard. Words are hard. Uh, so we had Fleece Mane Lion all those yep. years ago, and this is a Bronze Hide Lion. Mm-hmm. Bronze Hide Lion is a green and a white mana. Yes. For a 3 3. Now, we thought that 2 3 was above rate. This, this, this is, is way above rate. It's way above rate. That's a very solid beater. It's a cat. I don't wow. know that there's anything in standard right now that cares about cats, but it is worth noting that we were just in Amonkhet not too long ago. We had Regal Caracal. Yeah, there was there was a couple cards that cared about cats. And then there's the guy from Modern, Hor- Modern Horizons, mm-hmm. because the cat lord. Yeah, there was also like the cat that exerted and made cats. He was like a cat lord that yes. exerted and made cats. Um, it exerted for it was a white card and exerted for green or a green card and green exerted card for white. Green card exerted for white, yeah. Um, not that I think there's a competitive cat tribal deck, but it might be something if you're so inclined. That if you, you, if you love with. yourself some cats, yeah, have at it. I just adopted a kitten. Yeah. I'm not going to play a cat deck. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so this has a full text box. Also, it does. Uh, it says for a green and a white, it gains indestructible to the end of turn. That's pretty good. That's very good. Yes. So it dodges removal spells. It doesn't care about combat. Yeah. Very good. It also says uh, when Bronzehide Lion dies, return it to the battlefield. It's an enchantment with enchant creature you control, and green-white enchanted creature gains indestructible until end of turn, and this loses all other abilities. Yeah, I, I think when LR was – someone was talking about this card. I think they read it wrong. It might have okay. been Arena Decklist. Like – the lion loses the ability, loses right. abilities, yeah. not the thing it goes on. So the right. thing it go on goes on basically just gets its first line of text. Right, pay a green and a white. The game's yes. indestructible. Yes. So because like where the comma is matters. Yes. So, yeah. And and where What's the, the and where the marks? Quote, quotation marks yeah. go. Uh, so this might matter if there's like a like an aggro slanted or like mid rangey constellation deck. Mm-hmm. Where this can be like an early beater, and then when it dies, it comes back, triggers your Satessan champion. Yeah, so it would come back. I guess it would come back and trigger Constellation. Yeah, it says it comes back. It's an aura. An aura enchantment. It doesn't say it becomes an aura. It is an aura. Weird. So it would. I would imagine it triggers Constellation. That is super weird. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't thought of that. Um, I was also just sitting here like trying to run through like aggressive like green white decks like you know 
the green white like adventure decks mm-hmm. where this is just like a more reasonable two drop than yep. some of the things that they were had had to play or like the green white like convoke decks mm-hmm. where what is it what that legend is the green white that when you tap it it makes a one one um shauna i don't remember shauna yeah. is the one that's green white has power toughness equal to the number of creatures you control oh, like okay. dominaria yeah or is it sisay I think that was to say. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, like this is a just a good undercosted two drop. Yep. And so you're just going to, like, if there is a green white like aggressive deck, this card fits right in it. Mm-hmm. This would require you to play play planes, which is typically yeah, not, not been advisable. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But um, this is actually I was just thinking about it. This is kind of cool with that Satessin Champion though, because it's on curve. Hmm. So you play this on two, you play your champion on three, you trade this off in combat, it comes back equipped to your champion. And now your champion gives your champion, you know, indestructible. indestructible. And also you get the draw card and put a counter on it. And then at that point you just never tap out of green white again and yeah. you make your guy just like yeah, and then you win the massive. Game. Yes. I'm never going to tap you're gonna set a, a forest and a planes aside yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, We know what this is for. Yeah. <laughs> Attack you. Also, when you play this, you have, like, Threat of Activation. Like, right. if you play this on two in Constructed or Limited, mm-hmm. you just turn it sideways on three. They can't block it. Right. Because if they block it, you, you just activate and eat it. Yep. And so, like, you just get to attack and then be like, all right, I'm going to play my three drop, and now do you have a do you have an answer for this? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And so every turn, you just attack and threaten to activate it. Yep. Clothis, God of Destiny. Dun, dun, dun. One... Red green. So three mana. For a four five. Okay. Uh legendary enchantment creature, God. Okay. Indestructible. Yep. Has the God Devotion text. Yep. Since it's multicolored, it has to you have to have your devotion be seven. And it can be green or red mana. Yes. Or, or any combination. Yeah. You can have six red pips and a green pip. Yep. It's on. And this counts for two of it, so you have to have five, five other. Other, yes. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, mm-hmm. exile target card from a graveyard. Yep. If it was a land card, add green or red mana to your mana pool. Okay. Otherwise, you gain two life, and Clothis deals two damage to each opponent. So this is graveyard hate mm-hmm. and ramp. Mm-hmm. And a win con. And a win con. Now, yeah, because I guess you get to eat cards out of your graveyard, too. Yep. So from a graveyard, yep. So it does all the things. This is basically the entirety of Deathrite Shaman's text box squished into one text box that you don't have to activate. Yeah, it just activates itself. Yep. And it's indestructible. Yeah. Um I mean the gruel aggro decks mm-hmm. uh getting to go like pelt collector into uh, what is that red green card uh, with riot? Uh, Zerta Goblin. Zerta Goblin. Or there's the um, the green, the green green two Bark drop. Troll. Or yeah, Bark High Troll. There's the knight from Throne. Oh yeah, the yeah. Green green. The green one was just two mana. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also wasn't there a green green card earlier? Mm, for, maybe I don't remember. Yeah. And then you and then you can play this on three. Mm-hmm. And if you don't. In 
you, you can play the uh, elemental giant on four, and then he's on, right? Ye- all signs point to yes. Yeah. Well, I was thinking you play like, um, oh gosh, uh, spell, uh, girl spellbreaker. You can do that too. Right, and now you have a three-three hasty guy to mm-hmm. go with your four-five. Yeah, and you would have two mana open. You would. Because this gives you a mana. You just then play another Surtog Goblin. <laughs> Get him. Get him. Or, like, you play a Questing Beast. Yep. Or any number of things. So even if you miss your land drop, you just still get, might get to play a four. Mm-hmm. And you just played, like, like a thing that was uh, above rate mm-hmm. at every spot on the curve. Right. And then your last thing is a 4-4 four, four, hasty death touch stupid thing. Yeah, wall right. O-text. Wall O-text. So I think this is good. This is also like maybe an older format. So this is kind of a Jundi card. Yeah. Um, people in general seem pretty down on this card. Okay. I think this might be one of my called shots. Okay. I think this card's better than people think it is. Yeah, I think it definitely has the potential to be very strong. I yeah. mean, Incidental Graveyard Hate is just good. Yeah, I mean, Scavenging Ooze sees play in every format it's legal in. Yeah, and this like also ramping you. Mm-hmm. It it kind of does everything that you want a card to do in Jun. Like right, like thought sees into two drop of some sort into this guy. Mm-hmm. You're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Well, we know what the two drop is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's my boy. It's your boy and his tree friend. <laughs> his tree friend. <laughs> um, like Deathrite Shaman got banned in Legacy. It did. Because it was something you could play early, and it like just kind of sat around and like didn't necessarily have to do anything until later in the game when it just won the game. It also had the, the side effect of it, you cast all of your spells. Right. Right, so it like, you, it like fixed your mana. This, yeah. this doesn't let you play like a four-color four deck. yeah. Right, it does kind of like limit you to like a lane, mm-hmm. but you know, even in a format like Legacy, this might be a little slow. Mm-hmm. But going like you know, ponder, fetch land, brainstorm, and then you play this on three, mm-hmm. and then next turn you're just like two, you all gain two. Right, I'll just eat all the stuff I put in my own graveyard, mm-hmm. and or I'll eat, eat your, your stuff if I need or, to. Yeah. Right. And like just it being kind of this like just an enchantment mm-hmm. can be a powerful effect. An indestructible enchantment can yeah. be a powerful effect. Yep. So And then like I said, if you can turn it on like a four or five beaters, nothing to scoff at. No, especially it's good. for three mana. Yeah. And I don't think like seven devotions super hard by turn four and standard. No, I think that there's Pioneer enough like or modern or Yeah, I think there's enough gruel cards that this just will be on mm-hmm. in those like like in those aggressive girl decks it's just gonna be a thing. Yep. So So I think the card's good. Yeah. Alright, now this one I'm just gonna sit back, relax, and let the master talk. Yep. So this is this card's name is James Karsten. James Yes. And he just sits down and eats the board yes. in your hand, in your face. And yes. The, the table and probably some dice. Should I be worried that we travel that James Carson eats hands and faces. <laughs> so I'm like, I like my hands and my face. Well, just keep Kinda, them away from games of magic. I'm gonna like 
hang out at like, like <laughs> wake up, I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night and you're gonna have a bib on and like barbecue sauce on my hands. <laughs> we'll start small, just a finger. Okay. Oh, that's that's much better. Yeah. So this is a uh, Kroxa, Titan of Death's Hunger. Mm, hungry death. We uh, we thought we were gonna get a cycle of these. It turns out we got two of them. Yeah. But they're both great. Yes. We'll they talk are. about the other one in a minute. Um, this is a black and a red mana. Two mana. Two mana. For a 6-6. Six, six. That's big. It's big. For two mana. For two mana. It is a legendary creature, Elder Giant. Yes. Also um, not killed by uh, cast off. Cast off. Yeah. Um, when Kroxa enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless it escaped. Okay. This is kind of cool text. Like, we've never seen something that was templated this way. Um, you know what I just thought of? Hmm. It's Evoke. Oh, it is Evoke. It's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's Evoke. So, kind of like backwards evoke. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah where evoke was a different count cost, and you yeah. got the ETB and sacrificed it. This, its casting cost is effectively yeah. its evoke cost. Yeah. So this, it's just an evoke cost. Yeah, that's cool. So when you cast this, you're not going to get a six six the first time. No. You have to bring it back from your graveyard, but you sacrifice it unless it was escaped. So you can't yeah. reanimate it either. Otherwise, yes. it just goes back to the graveyard again. Yes. You really can't like cheat it into play at all. Yes, you which have is kind of cool. It, yes. And both of the titans are templated that way. Whenever Kroxa enters the battlefield or attacks, yes. That's important. It's very important. Each important each opponent discards a card, then each opponent who didn't discard a non-land card this way loses 3 life. Yes. So you're incentivizing your opponent to discard lands? We uh no, if they discard a land, they take three. So if they discard a land, they take three. So you're incentivizing them to discard spells. No, so if they didn't discard a non-land, they yeah. they'd lose three. So if they discard a land, a a uh, they didn't discard a non-land card. Why am I having problems with this? I don't know. I'm having problems with it too. All of a sudden, yeah. I thought I had it. Okay. Who? If so if they discard. So if they didn't discard, a, so if they discard a land card, they don't lose three. They, they lose, lose three. three life. So if, okay. if they discard a land card, they lose three life. Okay, so it's the other way around. So if they is so they <clears throat> discard a spell, mm-hmm. they take no damage. Right. If they discard a land, right, they take three damage. Right. So you're encouraging them to discard spells. Right. So they don't take damage, mm-hmm. but they don't want to discard spells because they want to cast them. Right. So. You you have put them in a bind where that you either get an actual card from them mm-hmm. or they take three. Right. That's an awful lot for two mana. That is. Even if you forget about the six six body completely escaping from your graveyard. Yeah. Um, just that effect for two mana, like that's way better than random card. It is. Yeah. Or it's way better than they choose a card. Yeah. Because they're you're kind of informing their decision for them. Yes. I mean, they still get a choice, mm-hmm. but there are consequences to their decision as yep. opposed to just like two mana discard a card. Mm-hmm. And then it escapes for black, black, red, red, and five cards from your graveyard. Yes. And it has the same ability. So when it enters, it's going to do the same thing again. Mm-hmm. But this time you're not going to sacrifice it. It's going to stick around. And every time it attacks, it's going to do the same thing. Which is good. So you're going to make sure they're hellbent for the rest of the game. Yes. Yeah. This is very good. Very good. So, um, 
I think we've already laid out the semi-dream scenario in modern, which is like fetch Thoughtseize, yeah. fetch, play this guy, this guy, fetch Lily, Lily, uptick, discard a card. This guy comes back. Play it on turn four. Yep. Yeah. Um, you effectively stripped your opponent's hand of everything and have picked one of those times and nudged them in the proper direction another one of those times. Yes. And then you then just have a 6-6 on turn four. Yeah, and they're playing off the top of their deck. Yes. So, um, very good. You can send your foil copies of this card to me. Yes. I will take all of them. Yes. If they're the extended art, he would also appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Um, We need a P.O. box. We do. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Myrtle Beach Games. Send them here. I'll get them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, The card seems very good. Very good. This is everything I want to do in a game of Magic. It sacrifices itself. Yeah. So Sometimes I want to do that. I mean, interestingly, the cards that, the red-black cards that trigger off of things being sacrificed trigger yeah. off of this yeah. being sacrificed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's turn four and you're like, you have a Mayhem Devil out, the sacrificing deals them uh, a point A point. Yep. in addition to the, the discard. You can also respond. It's a trigger, so you can respond to the trigger. By sacrificing it. Yeah. Like you can if feed you had it a, in the oven. Oh, I didn't think about oven. I was thinking uh, Priest of Forgotten Gods. Priest of Forgotten Gods or stuff it in the oven. Yeah. How many foods did you get? Two. Get two foods <laughs> if you stuff it in the oven. Yep. It's a big boy to get in that little oven. But sure what if you do it? I think the oven's in his belly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's good. There's probably, there has to be a home for it in standard. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure there is. It's just figuring out what it is mm-hmm. just based on what else there is in the format. Yeah, like, I mean, there's not a whole lot of recursion other than cat in standard. So, like, your graveyard's pretty free reign. Yeah. Um, five cards isn't a ton in a sacrifice deck. No. I mean, you are going to get just random things in there. And if, like, yeah. this is your turn to play, maybe you're a little more incentivized to activate your Priest of Forgotten Gods or yeah, to fill your yard stuff up something bit. else in the oven. Yeah. Like, I normally wouldn't put this this goose in the oven, but it's time. Your goose is cooked, buddy. <laughs> I see what you did. That was very, <laughs> very good. I didn't, I didn't even see that coming. Also, like, Priest pays for half of this as escape cost. Yeah, you get black, black. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I dig I, it. All in all, yeah, like, like, if you, like, turn one cat, turn two Priest, mm-hmm. like, or play this... Respond to the trigger, eating the cat in this. Like, you get two of their cards? Yeah, two discards and two life and two mana. And if they discarded a land to yep. the, the giant, you end up dealing five, five to them? Five damage. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. I like it. Yeah. yeah there's a lot going on. I'll see you in Richmond with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good good deck building everyone yeah. like we're just i'm taking this and i'm putting 56 cards around it and we're gonna see what happens <laughs> we'll see what happens uh it's early in the format you can get away with that yeah next we have kudaros hound of athreos yeah what's this guy do uh he's one white black mm-hmm. for a three three he's a legendary creature hound because we don't have dogs in magic right um i don't know if you guys knew that or not there are no dogs in magic only hounds. Only hounds. Cats and hounds. Yep, that was from Homelands, I believe. Like all the way back in Homelands, we got our first hound, and there haven't been dogs since. 
strange. Yep. This creature continues the long and storied history started with questing beasts. <laughs> uh, if you have three heads... You have three you keywords have three, and three abilities. Three keywords and three abilities. Yeah. What well, is he only... I guess he kind of technically has three abilities. Well, the first, abili- the first is keywords. Um, has the ability keywords. So this is vigilance, menace, and lifelink. Yep, one for each head. Uh, creature cards in your in creature cards in graveyards can't enter the battlefield, and players can't cast spells from graveyards. So it's a lot of Grafdigger's Cage mm-hmm. on a three three. It's not quite all of Grafdigger's Cage, but it's close. It's like Ground Seal. Yeah, I mean, like you said though, it's on a three three. Yeah, for three. Yes, which is like above rate. I think it's like at rate. Uh, like I don't know. I'm pretty happy with a three three for we three. We get like. Two and a green, three, three, like common vanilla no text all the time. Do we? Yeah, like we yeah, had. Yes, we do. Yeah, it's like there's one in this set, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, like, it's like like a three mana. Not three, in white th- and black, though. Not in white and black, but yeah. it's gold. So, yeah. we get a little get a little something for your, for your something, work. Something. Yeah, but it's the keywords are fine. Like, if there mm-hmm. is an escape deck, like, this could make its way in the main decks where it's just, like, a random game one hoser. Well, and it's not like having to play a Grafdigger's Cage where right. it doesn't do anything. Right. It still attacks and blocks. Yeah. And like we just said, the Titan is good. Yes. The other Titan is good. good. This stops both of them. Well, I mean, you it still, stops parts of both it of still them. Gets, you still get their first side. Right. And, I mean, if you're playing red-black... Oh, it's, th- it's super bad. A 3-3 three, three is not yeah. an impediment to no. you. <laughs> if you're playing green-blue, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it to an elk. Oh, wait. Can't do it. Thank God. You, can't can, do, you can do it. Kenris Transformation, man. Then I've got to play Kenris Transformation. I want to turn. You said my... you couldn't do it in green-blue. I'm just saying you can. Fine. You could turn it to a... Has transmutation. Yeah, turn it to a frog. I could also turn it into a fish. You could also turn it to a fish. Is it... Ichthi, Ichthi, something. Yeah. I know Ichthiology, but I can't think of how they like chopped up. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Turn into a fish. Uh, (laughs) So, I don't know. I think he's like if there's like a mid range white black deck, he probably sees play at no additional cost. Like, there's no downside to him. A guy that gets stuffed into your green black deck. Yeah. And um, if graveyards matter, which I'm pretty sure they will. Yes. um, He's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, especially with like again, we we have. All the Golgari, like, yeah. not that undergrowth is a standard playable mechanic, right? But uh, the enablers from undergrowth yeah. happen to enable all these guys. Mm-hmm. So, like, the pieces are there to make graveyard decks a thing, and this is a way to like yeah. combat it. Like we, I think we've mentioned this before. We were like, huh? I wonder why they put Leyline of the Void in Grafdigger's Cage, Weird. like, in the same set, randomly in Core Twenty, and then like. You know, six months later, it was like, here's all this ridiculous graveyard stuff. Yeah, now we know why. Now we know why. So the next card is a, a throwback to uh, a simpler simpler time in Theros yeah. where things were alive. I'm having a hard time deciding if this card's good or not, so hopefully you can help me out. I also am having a hard time. All right. uh, I really wish he was a green-black titan. But, uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. So we have uh, Pelucranos. Used to be the world eater, right? Yeah, now he's leader. unchained. Yeah. Uh, so Polly K is two green black. Yep. Enters the battlefield with six plus one plus one counters on it. And it's a zero zero, so that makes it a six six. So it's a four mana six six. Yep. Welcome to 2020. Yep. 
If it escapes, mm-hmm. it enters the battlefield with 12. That's twice as many. That is. Why is it twice as many? Oh, I don't know. Why is it twice as many? It's a hydra. When you cut off a head, two grow back. Oh, yeah. So someone pointed this out. In the middle of the art, if you look at it, uh, one didn't change us. There you go. If you look at the middle, two of the heads are purple. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are the heads from when Vanishing Light cut off his one head. Oh, that's cool. And so they grew back, so he has... Another purple. Yeah, so he has six heads. Okay. That's why he's a 6'6". Six, six. Oh. Right? And so it. now, if you cut off all of his heads to try to kill him... It'll be a 12'12". 12, 12. 12, 12. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's a zombie. It's a zombie. I don't know if it matters. It's, it's a, a zombie, a zombie hydra. hydra. Yeah. So you can pay a green and a black, and Pelucranos fights another target creature. You skipped a line of text, Oh, though. I did. I'm sorry. If it, uh, damage would be dealt to Pelucranos while it has a plus one, plus one counter on it, prevent that damage and remove that many plus one, plus one counters from so it. So if it were to take three damage, you prevent three and remove three, three. plus one, plus one counters. Yeah, so the damage is effectively permanent. Yes. Yep. So one green, black, it yep. fights something. Which is going to make it smaller. It's going to make it smaller. But it has escape for mm-hmm. four green, black, exile six other cards from your graveyard. And it comes back as a 12-12. Yes. Which then gets to munch on a bunch of things. Right. I feel like this card is just too slow. It does feel slow in the fact that, like, if it was, is it Phantom Tiger? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's like the original set of these creatures that, like, came in with plus one, plus one counters and you'd prevent all the damage and remove a counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This being removing all the counters, it's just, like, awkward. Yeah. Now, there was the... Was it Ugin's Con... Not Ugin's Constru... Ugin's... Conjurant? Yeah. And, like, that had X plus one plus one counters and you remove that many counters. Mm. And that card was, like, super awkward to play against yeah. Unlimited, right? Because you'd be, like, attack with my 6-6 six, six or whatever, and, and they were, like, okay... Or they're my 5-5, five, five, and they're, like, block kill it, still have a body left over. Yeah. And you have the same thing here where you're like, block your questing beast, have a 2-2 left. Right. Activate for That's three. That's true. It gets around death touch because yeah. you're preventing the damage. So, I don't know. It comes back to oh, like... Oh, wait, but questing beast doesn't say damage can't be prevented? Oh, God, you're right. So, it doesn't work with questing no, beast. No, that's like a billionth line of text. I yeah. forgot. Um, I think the problem is like, it doesn't have haste. Right. It doesn't have trample. It doesn't have death touch. It doesn't right? have like, anything. Like, if it was just, you know... It's not a flying hydra. No, if it was just, like... <laughs> it doesn't draw you cards. <laughs> right? I mean, think about, like, Stone Coil Serpent. Right. Right. Doesn't get played in standard. Mm-hmm. It's colorless. It'd be a four-mana 4-4 four, four that has reach, trample, and protection from multicolor. And protection like, from this. Yeah, and so, like... It doesn't really see play in standard, right. and this is kind of in the same vein. Yeah, where just like, you know, a six mana, no evasion doesn't get played. Right. So I don't know if this gets played. Like if the fight, like if the fight ability is good enough, mm-hmm. but I don't know, you're bar- you're rarely gonna get two things that matter. Yeah, and like, what happens if this eats a removal spell before you untap to activate it once? Yeah, like you just don't get anything. Yeah. And, like, standard creatures don't get to not get anything. Right. This also fails a very important test in standard. Yeah, what's that? Gets bounced by Teferi. It does. Right, like, Questing Beast gets to get in for four. Right. This, you spend your four mana, and they're like, Teferi, bounce it. Yeah. 
And you're like, oh, I didn't get anything out of this, mm-hmm. which is a problem. So, like, four mana six six is good if keyword big is good. Yes. I don't think keyword big is good. I don't think keyword big is good either. So what kind of crazy world do we live in where a four mana six six mythic isn't good enough to see standard play? Uh, welcome to play design. Welcome to play design. <laughs> Teferi, Oko, do yeah. I go on? Like, this is a power level that we're okay with. Yeah, like this is not good enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, for a long time, right, standard was very much about creatures that came in with something. Like we started mm-hmm. just stapling spells to creatures. Yeah. And if your creature doesn't have a spell stapled to it, it's not good enough. Yeah. And like questing beast, the spell that stapled to it is like Expedite. Yeah. Where this, the spell table to it is, like, giant growth. Yeah. And that's, like, not good enough. Like, because if it was a four mana four four, mm-hmm. like, that's what, Polycanus would be a four mana five five. Yeah, that's what it was last time. He had five heads. Uh, Until one of them got banished. Yes. Now, it's a four mana six six. And, like, Poly K was kind of playable. Polycanus has played a bunch. Okay. The card saw a ton of play. And it this, was the backbone of the red green monsters deck, but the fact that it's monstrous belly lets you get a bunch of stuff. Oh this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It just lets you machine gun the board. Yeah, this is not going to do that. No. So it's not going to be ever be like a three for one. Right. So yeah, I think that it's neat. I think that it'll be like a house unlimited. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Oh, yeah, this card's unbeatable unlimited. Yeah, I don't know if you like have a deck. Yeah. For standard. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. The next one I'm gonna let you tackle. Uru, this is, uh, your boy. Titan of Nature's Wrath. Yep. Uh, so it's one blue green mm-hmm. for uh, a legendary creature, Elder Giant. Yep. It is a six six. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, sacrifice unless it escaped. Yep. So same text as the uh, previous Elder Giant. Croxaw. Uh, right. James, James Carson. James Carson. Yes. Eater of hands. It faces <laughs> tables and libraries. So. And- <laughs> Whenever Uru enters the battlefield or attacks, mm-hmm. uh, you gain three life and draw a card. Then you may put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. So they have taken... Healing Solve and Growth Spiral. Or Explore. Right? Sure. And smush them together. Well, no. It's, it's not Explore. It's Growth Spiral. Because you have to play the land as it resolves. You can't play it later in your turn. Oh, okay. Fine. So grass spiral. So they smushed them together, and they were like, "Yeah, this is a card that seems reasonable." Mm-hmm. And then escape is green, green, blue, blue. Yep. And exile five other cards from your graveyard. Yep. So basically the same text as Croxa. Yes. Except this one draws you a card, gains three life, and lets you play an extra land. Yes. So any deck that plays Gross Spiral has to at least look at this and think about cutting a growth spiral or two to fit some of these in because it just gives you a way to win the game with right. your growth spiral. Yeah. Again, like Lotus Field. It's a little awkward because like the ideal Lotus Field thing is turn three, like tap your two lands that you have to sacrifice yeah. to do something with the mana and then play your Lotus Field. And this is a three drop, so it doesn't let you use that mana right. effectively. It's also awkward because, like, Girls, or, uh, Lotus Field can't cast it. Yeah. But it's just a big, big that you can play later. Oh, yeah. And also, um, what was I going to say? It was smart. Uh, it probably was. It's probably going to be very smart. I'll take your word smart. for it. Uh, uh, I was going to say Thorn Lieutenant. Cavalier of Thorns. Okay. There you go. 
puts five cards in your graveyard. Oh, yeah. Right, so you, like, use this on turn four mm -hmm. to ramp into your Cavalier of Thorns. Yeah. Then Cavalier of Thorns gives you... Food for the escape. Yeah, most of the food you need for the escape. Yeah. And then you get to play this, so you get to be like, here's my 5-6 reach, here's my 6-6. Six, 6-6. Six, six, six. That is going to gain me three life and draw, draw me a card and let me play more lands. Yeah. It's very much, it's like doing the stuff that the blue green cards have done for the last like year mm -hmm. which is just ramp ridiculously hard and been awesome and like it buys you time yeah right like it's frustrating when you're playing your blue green ramp deck and you die right you're like oh man if i had one more turn this just gives you one more turn yeah three life is often another turn yeah and you're just like oh now i can play my crisis for eight Right. And gain four more life, right and that's back in the game. another turn, yeah. and you can never attack now. And I'll next turn, I'll make a 6-6 six, six yeah. and gain three more life. And you just dig yourself out of the hole mm -hmm. super fast. So Yeah, I mean, like especially in green and blue, it's not outside the realm of possibility to like cast this from your hand and then escape it back. Yeah, as long as a question how many cards you have in your graveyard. Yeah. But like that's where cards like, again, Cavalier of Thorns, or like Tamiyo, mm -hmm. right? You're just oh, like, just plus like, like mills. throw some cards in your graveyard, yeah. and now this is going to be on, yeah. right? And I mean, it doesn't have the same problem that a normal legendary creature has, mm -hmm. right? You just get to play four, yeah, because it's a spell on the front side. Right, it doesn't matter. Right. Well, you, I mean, kind of. Like, you still have to pick one. Yeah, you pick the one you didn't escape. Well, right. But it's just a spell. Like, yeah. then you're just reading yeah. it as like, one blue green growth spiral gain yeah. three, right? I mean, same with your guy. You you would play four. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because you're just like, all right, cool. Like, take discard a card, take three. Yeah, I mean, what I meant like was for um like sacrifice shenanigans. Yeah. Like you can't pick the one that your legend are ruling away because that happens, like as a state based action. You can't respond to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't like you sacrifice the one you didn't escape to right. the legend rule. <laughs> right. And then you're you're still good. Yeah. It just plays as a spell. Mm -hmm. So like it doesn't like you just get to play four of them. You can't ever be flooded on them. No, because it's just like I'll use the spell side of it. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty cool way of doing this. I, I dig this cycle. I wish there was more of them. Yeah, I wish they I wish they had finished the cycle. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that we're gonna have to wait like six years to go back to Theros to finish it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that is all of our gold cards. That is all of the gold cards. So we have a couple colorless cards to talk about. We do. Uh, one I referenced a couple cards ago when we were talking about Nyx Bloom Ancient. Yeah. This may be another potential spec card for uh, Ikoria. I don't know that's going to do anything in standard right now, but keep your eye on it. It's uh, Nyx Lotus. Yep. It's four mana. Mm-hmm. It enters the battlefield tapped. It does. It's also legendary. Yeah, and it says, choose a color. Add an amount of mana... Of that color equal to your devotion to that color. So yep. you tap it and you get to basically get uh, a Nykthos. Right. It's basically Nykthos. I don't think that it's super relevant right now in standard. Yeah. Like I said, I just wanted to mention it because I think they're going to be cheap. Yeah. And if we end up with a bunch of big battle cruiser magic in Akoria. This... You're just trying to get to yeah. your 12 drop giant thing. Yeah. This uh... could help you get there. Yeah. And with Nyx Bloom Agent, like, it taps... You get three times there. It taps for nine just with the Ancient. Right, and nothing else. Yeah, you're just, like, Ancient. You're this, and then Ancient, and you're like, I'll have nine mana. All of the mana. Yeah. Uh, 
And then the last card we're going to talk about is more of just kind of like a standard staple kind of card, a good thing to have around. Yeah, I mean, it's not super exciting by itself, except this new art is awesome, and I'm glad yes. we have it. Yeah, so this is Field of Ruin. Yep. It's so, a land that we got from, like, Ixalan, right? It was Ixalan, so yep. it's, it taps for a colorless, and you can pay two tap and sacrifice Field of Ruin to destroy a non-basic land. Yep. The opponent controls, and then you each search your land for a basic, and it comes in the battlefield untapped. Correct. So just if there are any land shenanigans, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, Field of the Dead. Yeah, it's too bad we didn't have this when Field was around. Actually, it kind of looks like Field of the Dead, right? There's a big crack and some zombies there. Yeah, like this could have been the answer to Field of the Dead. They were just, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We, we can go without this for three months. No. No, it wasn't fine. No, you can't. No. Right. Because, like, that deck was kind of held in, was fine, was good when right. when it was Scape Shift and you had Field of Ruin. Yeah. I remember playing those games and getting my land field of ruin and being sad. And then Very it was like, sad. oh, wait, there's nothing to do to my <laughs> land. This is great. Yeah. All right. So that's all the cards that we have gone that we thought were interesting. Yep. I think James, uh, James, what was your called shot for your cards? Um, I really like Kroxa. And yes. Clothis was the other one that I think people are overall down on that I'm not sure they should be. Yeah, I'm going with two red cards. I think the Ox. Yeah, the Ox is good. And uh, I don't think they're going to be cheap. They might be, like Underworld Breach. It might mm -hmm. be one of those things where there's enough of them opened. and I think they'll be cheap. At I least mean, initially. like pa Past in Flames is cheap, right? Yeah. And it was, uh, it's a mythic, yeah. isn't it? So, like, they'll be cheap because there might not be an immediate home for it. Like, yeah, people might try stuff and then, like... I don't even know that there's a off. standard deck for it, so... Yeah, so it's probably going to be relatively easy to get, but yeah. maybe in a year or two, mm -hmm. there's enough cards in Pioneer, or there's, like, something crazy that happens in an older format that they, like, yeah. go up in price. So if you can get them cheapish now for a couple bucks, mm -hmm. it might be worth holding on to some. Yep, pick them up. So... So what, uh... What's the first thing you're going to brew up in standard? In standard, maybe some like blue green shenanigans for our uh, Titan. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like I've only been thinking about things to do in Pioneer since I'm probably going to be in the Pioneer, Pioneer seat, seat. Yeah. for the team tournament. So I've been trying to. Did we tell them we're doing a team tournament? We're doing a team tournament, guys. Yeah. We're going to Richmond uh, February 1st and 2nd. Yeah. For uh, team trios, yeah. So it's a uh, standard, which uh, will be uh, Carson, and then uh, Pioneer, which will probably be me. Yeah, I've got to play a deck that will not embarrass or anger my teammates, <laughs> uh, which really limits my uh, my wheelhouse of things. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll be playing um, uh, Possibility Storm. I don't think I'll be allowed to play that. Probably uh, not. Probably not. Yeah. Unless I just consistently win every game on, like, turn six. <laughs> right. Then you'd be like, maybe. Maybe. Uh, you also have to not die before turn six. Yeah. And then uh, friend of the show, Cameron. Infect Master yep. Cameron, will hopefully just play Infect, maybe? Probably. We'll see. I think a uh, nice segue into what we're talking about next, but uh, I don't know that Infect's great anymore. Times are a-changing. Times are changing. Um so, uh, Back to what we were just talking yeah. about. I'm probably going to brew up a Crux, Crux uh, deck. Yeah, I mean, you could play him into uh, the uh, Clothis. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I could. Yeah, I don't you. know. Are I you? don't know that I will. 
eat eat the card your opponent just discarded yeah. to deal Ooh, them two more good. damage. <laughs> nom nom. Just eat everything. Eat everything. Yeah. Um, I'll call it hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Like, would we have to, like, if you're winning the game, would we both have to just, like, pound the table? <laughs> there yeah. we go. There we go. Uh, sir, we're going to call a judge <laughs> on you if you don't stop hitting the table. I forget how the Hungry Hungry Hippo song goes, but... Yeah, I have no idea. But there was a song for the commercial. There was dressing. a song. We're old. Yeah. So, we mentioned modern. Yeah. Normally, we don't kind of touch on other formats and stuff when we do the preview show, but... This was an important It's one, kind so of important. We're talking about it. So, this weekend, there were two modern events. There was mm-hmm. an SEG event in Nashville and there or Knoxville Knoxville somewhere in Tennessee yeah uh and there was a Grand Prix in Austin Austin Texas yes and they're both modern Mm -hmm. and we had two top eights we did and they were uh, very similar of 32 of 64 possible slots that uh Oko occupy Oko Thief of Crowns could occupy he occupied 46 of them, 23 in each top eight. That's insane. Um, so if you've played any modern, you might know, like, Amulet Titan. Mm-hmm. We're just going to slam three to four Okos in that. Right. Uh, burn. Burn. We're just going to slam some Okos in that. Sure. Double off-color splash. Oko. Yep. We're doing it. Uh, so... It was kind of all Oko all the time. Oko got stuffed in everything, but mm-hmm. the most oko deck yeah. were the Urza decks. Well, because they could make use of the food token. Yeah, because it was an artifact yeah. that tapped for mana. So basically, Oko, when Plus you have an Urza... Plus two, make a Mox Sapphire. Yeah, when you have it, yeah, which is very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So we had a lot of Okos, and we had a lot of Urzas. Yeah. And they're good friends with uh, Mox Opal. Yeah. Because you play a bunch of zero drops and you slam your Mox. And then the next turn you get to play your Oko. Mm-hmm. And then the next turn you get to play your Urza and yeah. then use your food tokens to activate your Urza. Yeah. Very and good. you just happen to have like, I don't know, a 7-7 construct <laughs> when it comes down. So all in all, these things all fit together very well. And the format has been all Oko mm-hmm. all the time. I yeah. think we mentioned this last week when we talked about Modern. Yeah. And just how Modern has been blah. Yeah. Neither of us have been super excited for Modern. Yeah. So um, what did, like, we had the kind of the broad metagame breakdown. Yeah. So. For uh, Austin, right? Uh, yeah, for Austin. The um, top 10 archetypes were 6% Eldrazi Tron. Okay. Which, you know, you just heard us talking a whole lot about Oko and Urza, but then Eldrazi Tron's the most represented deck. Well, it's not necessarily true. Yeah. Because this particular breakdown um, separated out all the different Urza and Oko decks, so it didn't lump them all together. Yes. So Eldrazi Tron was almost 6%. Yes. Regular Tron was 5.1%, mm-hmm. so like 11 total. And then you had Burn, Sultai Urza, Infect, Jund, Yes Jund, uh, Snowblade. They're all Oko decks. Yes. They're all decks that run Oko. <laughs> yes, that's right. Jund runs Oko. Jund. Yes. 
Not not my junt. Not this time. No. No. Yeah. Oko. Oko. Red, black, green. Throw some islands in there. Oko. <laughs> Blue. Blue. Yeah. Oko. Cool. Yeah. Um, huh. There was one junt list in this event, I believe, that made top eight. It was the only deck in top eight that was not playing Oko. Okay. It had um, no number of Okos. It had no Okos, yeah. Okay. It was just a traditional Jund list. Um, but like the accepted version of Jund lately has had Oko in it. Yeah, Asher Lave and Oko. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's telling. Yes. And then in Oh, I guess this is still uh Yeah, so then the take, second chart is taking still... them from being broken down into like just individual like Hey, this is Saltai Urza and this mm-hmm. is Teamer Urza. If we just kind of smush everything together, yeah, you get out of like 190. I guess it was 194 other. Mm-hmm. So like all the decks total, there were 82 decks that played Urza. Right, and then the next closest was Death Shadow at 61. Yeah, and I guess this. Think it's pretty safe to say if you're playing Urza, you're playing Oko. Yes, 100. Right? So I there, think all of the Urza decks played Oko. Right, so there's at least 82 decks that are or, uh, that are Oko decks, mm-hmm. plus then Scapeshift is now an Oko deck. And Burn. And Burn. Yep. Where, did people and actually Jun. show up with, like, I know that deck yeah. was kind of a meme. No, it wasn't that much of a meme. People played it. Oh, my God, I hate yeah. people. Well, if I vote a league, it has I to know. be good, right? It has to be good. Yeah. Uh, Ali Warfield tweeted about it, then yeah. someone made it 5 of a league, <laughs> and now it's a deck. Yeah. Uh, Snow Control, I'm sure, plays Urza. Or, or Oko. Or Oko, yeah, yeah, sorry. So, basically, um, as LSV uh, astutely tweeted about a week or two ago, Oko is the best Planeswalker that's ever been printed. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Yep. Sorry, Jace, move on over. Yep. You don't neutralize every threat and win the game by yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You draw an extra card that's cute. This draws a 3-3 every other turn. Yeah. And draws no Beast Within. For no mana investment, yeah. No, no mana Beast Within. Right. For the end of eternity. Right. As an uptick. Yeah. And starts with five loyalty instead of three. Mm-hmm. So um, they have decided to uh, announce some bans. They did. And they decided they needed to really shake up modern. The ban hammer swung hard. So we banned uh, three cards. We did. The first one, no surprise, is Oko. Is Oko Thief of Crowns. Uh, so your red-green decks can go back to just being red and green Thank instead of having to be Teamer. Uh, <laughs> My Jund can go back to being, being Jund, Jund instead of four-color. Four-color pile. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Oko has the same problem in Modern that it had in Standard mm-hmm. and Pioneer, which is... Cards no longer had text boxes. Right, they were just three threes. They were just three threes. So, like, what are you, what what are you supposed to play when everything you play is a three three? Like, yeah. I guess you play Tron because they can't make Karn a three three. Yeah. So, like, that's your answer. Is you're like you have to play things that can't be elk mm-hmm. uh, or things that are worse than elk, so it's an upgrade. Yeah, which is like awkward. Turn your goblin yeah. guide into a three <laughs> three. Uh. Thank you. You're really bad with your Oko. <laughs> you could have just made a food, and right. then like it would have mattered. I would have just drawn you a land. It would have been fine. Um, so they got rid of Oko, so we can have tech boxes again, and not every deck has to be blue. Like it was super pronounced when, like, you just started seeing scapeshift list, 
right. with Okos and yeah. Jund with Okos. An amulet Titan. With Okos, where it's just the like the thing that happens in Legacy sometimes. Yeah. Where like it's like, oh man, Ren and Six is really good. Everyone just has to play Ren green. Yeah. You had to play blue, red, and green. Mm-hmm. And this was, oh, Oko's really good. You have to play blue, green, and something else. Right. It was just like when it just gets stuffed in every deck, you yeah. know there's a problem, and it just got stuffed in everything. Mm-hmm. So we got rid of Oko. Yep. Now, before we had Oko, we had a clear best deck in the format. Yeah, it was Urza. It was Urza, the deck that Oko slotted right into. Yes. So Wizards didn't want us to go right back to having Urza. Urza. So they also swung the ban hammer and hit Mox Opal. Mox Opal has been on the watch list for, for a, a very long, long time. time. Yeah. It's like the one of the few fast mana cards that were still legal in the format. I yeah. guess it just leaves uh, Mana Monkey now. Simeon Spirit Guide is like really the only piece of fast mana yeah. left in the format. Yeah, I mean we still have like Mox Amber Emery. Mox Amber Emery that takes but, a little bit yeah. more work. Yeah. Um, but I kind of feel like Mox Opal died for Urza since. I think so. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, kind of, sort of like they've been talking about getting rid of Opal for a long time anyway. Yeah. But it's weird. Like, like before Urza, they were talking about getting rid of Opal. Like, I guess you could say that like KCI died for Mox Opal. Like mm-hmm. if you want it, like that deck probably doesn't do anything without Mox Opal. So right. maybe it's just Mox Opal has been the problem. Yeah. But. And even before that, people were calling, not that Affinity was... Affinity, four years ago, was yeah. one of the top-tier decks in the format. Yeah, and at the time, people were calling for it then. Yeah. Uh, so it might be just it's time to go, but I also yeah. feel like we might be revisiting like Urza yeah. in six months, like if the format is just all Urza mm-hmm. decks. But the decks get a lot weaker now that they don't just have Infinite Beast Withins. Right. And they don't have acceleration. Right. So, but like, there's still an argument that like you're, you know, blue, white, and you play little Teferi and mm-hmm. Mox Amber and you cool. do, you know, you do 80% of yeah. the thing. It's not as good, but it's, right. you know, reasonable. So Mox Opal's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it kills the Urza deck, but I think it probably makes it worse. Or oh, yeah. It just very it... different. Yeah. I think. Like, the Urza deck, as it existed, losing Oko and Mox Opal is almost not a deck anymore. And if it is, it's, like, solid tier two. Yeah. It Um, took a big hit. And then, um, it's, like, this last one, it's, like, Wizards woke up from a coma. Ian Duke had been in a coma for six months, (laughs) and he just woke up and went, oh. What happened? That's awful. <laughs> Who let that happen? <laughs> and so the last card that they banned was Mycosynth Lattice? Yeah. Because it's unfun. It's been unfun <laughs> since they previewed Karn, the yep. great creator. Yep. It's been unfun. Yep. It has not been fun at any point. And they just were like, oh, and yeah. then we realized we should do that, too. that a one-sided Armageddon that deactivated all the activated abilities on yeah. all your permanents was not very fun. Right. <laughs> How did it take this long? What happened? Oh, we thought the format would work its way out of being not fun. You mean they play their four mana, five loyalty <laughs> planeswalker, they tick up, they tick down, 
they lock out the game <laughs> or they just tick down and next turn lock out the game because you didn't have a board. Right. I am confused as to how this was ever fun, <laughs> but yeah. that's where we are. So no, they don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. So we don't have to. Yeah, that is gone. Yep. No, I know there's some people that are like all panicky because like now I've got to sell like now my mox opals are worth yeah. less, blah, blah, blah. And I think they are worth less today. Right. I haven't looked. I'm I'm sure they are, but I'm sure they'll bounce back too. They're yeah. not going to be worthless. They're like, there's the uh, pizza oven deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that card? Mystic Forge. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the Mystic Forge deck in Legacy that plays Mox Opal. Right. I am willing to bet that, like, turn two Urza into an Oko is modern. Is Legacy good enough? Probably. Like, Oko and Urza. Pitched a force of will. Mm-hmm. They are blue cards. Mox Opal is just fast mana. Mm-hmm. Right, I, Which Legacy loves. I can't imagine that it's just not, that there's not some version of an artifact deck yeah. that's not good enough in Legacy. Yeah. So, like, at some point, those cards are going to get value again because they're going to print some dumb yeah, artifact. Something. Like in a core set, yeah. and it's just gonna be like, oh, <laughs> Watch well out then, guy. right? So, you know, not saying to run out and buy them, but mm-hmm. I don't think you need to like, you know, come off them right now. Yeah, like you're not, you're gonna like lose money mm-hmm. on them for sure. But if you wait, if you can wait six months to a year, yeah. like if you, if they just didn't blow up your modern deck that you spent two grand on. Yeah, I mean the card's still great. It is, and it's, it's not been played in legacy mm-hmm. but it seems like the artifacts are kind of working their way up in power level as of late yeah in like edh will play it still yeah there's enough mana rocks to turn it on and yeah enough so artifact synergies i think there's you can just keep it and see what happens and like mm-hmm. micah's and Thalatus will probably go down a little bit but again it was like i think a lot of its value was off the back of edh um, for a it was long time. it was pretty cheap before Karn was printed. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't. Yeah. I it just, was certainly not sixty dollars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I got mine and then never sleeved up a Karn and a Mycosynthalis. That never happened. <laughs> we haven't played a whole lot of modern. So I haven't played a whole. You can still do that in Legacy. That is one mm-hmm. of the ways that Mono Red Prison can lock you out. Yep. So. Uh, like the post decks too, right? Yeah, the post decks will lock you out that way as well. Modern has changed. I today think it changed. Today yeah. it changed. I think that, like, with what happens a lot of times post-ban, I think people just revert back to what is, like, powerful and tried yeah. and true. So I think people Jund. were taught... Jund. <laughs> you know what Jund can't be? What's that? Primeval Titan. It's true. Jund cannot beat a Primeval Titan. And, or a Valakut. Or a Field of the Dead. Oh, yeah, that's the new one, huh? Yeah. yeah. So I think that a lot of people are moving back to. Hey man, um, I've run two plague engineers. I'll just name zombie both of them. <laughs> Fourteen one ones <laughs> will still kill you before you get a second one down. Uh, but you, but I think a lot of people are like looking at primeval titan decks as being the best deck in the format. Yeah, like those decks are all super consistent mm-hmm. and can just always do their thing. Uh, and they're redundant. So. Yeah. Like, that might be where the format is headed. So, like, 
if you have a deck that's good against the Primeval Titan deck, which I think, in fact, probably is. Probably. Like, uh, cool, uh, bladed agent. Kill uh, you. Go around your 6-6, <laughs> six, six, you're dead. Yeah. Is probably a good place to be. So those decks might be making a comeback in the short term. Mm-hmm. Like, same with Tron. Yeah. Right? Like, Tron was good. Like, the Tron that won uh, Terrell Severin, mm-hmm. the uh, Mythic Championship, didn't have the lattice in it. Right. Yeah, it was just Green Tron. Yeah, he was like, I thought the lattice made it worse. <clears throat> yep. And so there's an argument that Tron's going to be good. Yeah. Because that deck is just always consistent and does yep. its thing and is good. And we didn't get rid of Once Upon a Time. True. Which finds Tron lands. Oh, it does. And Wormcoil. Titans, too. And Wormcoil Engines. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. So, yeah. So I think things are going to change. Hopefully the format gets, like, better, because the format has been, like, awful. Yep. I saw a sweet new deck over the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Warp World? No. No? What is this? This is uh, Yawgmoth. Green oh, black Yogmoth. Like, yeah, how did that deck that did that chick just like persist or not so persist? So Yogmoth Undying. It was Undying, yeah. With Yogmoth, you can spend a life, sacrifice a creature, put a neg one, neg one counter on a creature, and draw a card. Okay. So if you have two persist creatures out. You just pay life and you brrr. just pay life and go back and forth until you find a Giralf's messenger. Which then kills them. Which then kills them. Or a blood artist, which then kills them. Okay. Or a way to get one of the two that runs like four chords and four Eldritch Evolutions. Gotcha. Yeah. Deck seems sweet. Yeah. Like combo kills. Yeah. I like value engines. <laughs> yeah. I could draw all these cards. You could just kill them. I want to draw all these <laughs> cards. But I want us the round to be <laughs> over. Can we just... No. <laughs> I want to draw the cards. Draw eight. <laughs> cool. You know, he was dead seven turns ago. Draw, draw eight. eight. <laughs> ah! <laughs> You're like the person I play against on Arena that I'm like, if you would have just attacked with everything, you would win the game. Please just hit attack all. <laughs> Why are we staring at this? Just hit attack all. I want to draw my cards. That deck did look neat. I, yeah. I only saw it a few times. I think it was Aaron Barrich was the one that was playing it. Uh, Aaron Barrich won the tournament with it. Yeah. And Tom Ross also was playing it. Okay. And somebody else, but I don't remember who. Okay. I think I have everything for that deck except for three Yagmoths. Yeah, I ordered a bunch of stuff. Gotcha. I like. It'll I have be the, here soon. I have the Dross messengers and yeah. other things. So yeah, I mean, this could be a deck that gets put together for have decks for formats that are playable. Like humans might be playable again. I might just have to put. Some Not stuff. if Yagmoths a thing. I guess you just like I guess he just clowns them, right? Like protection from humans, yeah. Well, I'm that, but I guess just like, you know, strangle root guys yeah. into Charles Messenger into you're dead. Right. Just into like eight ways to find whatever piece you're missing. Yeah, just like you're dead. Yeah. Like, oh. But I have a meddling mage. No. Nope. You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> you're dead. Good luck. Eldritch evolution, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I guess just like if you only have one of the pieces, you just like kill a bunch of your creatures. Yeah. Machine gun time. Shoot yeah. them all. Then draw some cards. Draw some cards, yeah. I will draw some cards and find the pieces I am missing. Um, also, like, can't lose to Eldrazi Tron because you just like proliferate their chalice. Oh, God. So they put it and you're just like, 
put Discard it on three. three cards. Yeah, you can't cast your Thought Knots here. You can't cast your Reality Smasher. Ugh. Yeah. Be so awful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'll play a chalice. Sweet. Perfect. Just how I drew it. As long it as up. it's not on zero. What would it be zero? I guess you, yeah. you get proliferate zero counters. <laughs> True. Like, well, I could just discard this card. We're going to put it on the battlefield for zero for the rub ins. Here go. All right. Arena's a thing. We did find out. It has, they brought it up a few times. There is a streamer event. Yeah. It happens Tuesday and Wednesday? I think it started tonight. Okay. Late news, folks. Yeah, so by the time you're hearing this or seeing this, it's probably over. But... Yeah. Um. In our defense, like Google did not show it. Like, no. I have no idea where it came no, from. No, I mean, we looked for it a week ago and couldn't find yeah. it. So. Yeah, so uh, at Wizards, advertise better. Or send me a message. Yeah, directly message me. <laughs> I've not gotten my email about what I did on Arena this year. Have you got that email? I didn't know that was an email. Yeah, like like they're like if you sign up for a promotional email, we'll send you like your breakdown of your arena history for the year. Like, remember well, I don't they, know if I want to see that. They sent one out earlier that was like, that was like you played this many games and blah blah oh, blah. And so like, I was looking forward to that because you know this should just be information I can get <laughs> on the client. Yeah. But, um. They well, you can. You just need a third party app that'll mine the data out of your system. And I should just do it. I hit a button, <laughs> it's just like I don't know the symbol, like some symbol of like broken dreams <laughs> or like wasted time or something. And I should be able to click on it. it should be like, <laughs> You've played this many games, you've lost this many friends, <laughs> you've ignored this many text messages, you've won this many games. I'd be like, oh, Okay, cool, okay, I know where I stand. Yeah. But instead, I've got to wait on this email that does not come. Right. I didn't even know the email was coming, so please, I'm not on anything. Please send me my email. <laughs> I want to know. I want to tell the people. Other than that. Other than um, that, I think we're good. Theros comes out on Arena Thursday. Thursday. And then you should be at Myrtle Beach Games or your local game store for Friday. release on Friday, yep. If uh, Myrtle Beach Games, it starts at 3 p.m. is the first one. Yep. And there's also one at 7 for FNM. And then one at midnight. Yep. And then I believe it's one six in midnight on Saturday and two and seven on Sunday. Yeah. Or no. It's so, one seven midnight on Saturday and two and six on Sunday. And uh Monday is Martin Luther King Day, so you don't have to go to work hopefully. So you can Oh, I gotta stay. go to work. Oh man. It sucks. I work for the government. <laughs> I had to go work. Uh so, like, I can stay late for that one because like, I don't have to go to work. It's great. I'm that, back. One's, that one's usually one and done. Yeah. It's I, very fast. I am back uh, to work for exactly a week, and then I get a day off. <laughs> like, we gotta, Perfect. Got to ease you into this like a gimp suit. Yep. So, uh, sorry about the length. Uh, we went super duper long. I hope you made it this far. Yep. Uh, if you didn't, like, sorry that we lost you. Yeah. We'll pour one out for you on the way home. Yeah. Uh, you can send all of your Kroxa to me here at Myrtle Beach Games Yeah, if they get them in the mail. I 100% guarantee that they will give them to me. There you go. So send them yeah. here. I'll take them all. <laughs> take them all. Foils, extended arts, whatever you want to send over. If you want to uh, tweet us that this is a terrible <laughs> idea, you can tweet us at Casual Tripod. Give me all the cards. <laughs> that was kind of scary. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know if the mic picked it up or not. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, yep, you can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Maybe we'll set up a P.O. box. We'll see. <laughs> sure. Maybe eventually we'll get a P.O. box. Um, we're also going to do a pre-release kit build yep. on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll have that out before pre-release happens this weekend. So you can take a look, maybe get some pointers. We'll walk you through the process uh, from start to finish how we build a pre-release kit. Yep. Um, hopefully get you ready. Yep. We'll see your pre-release. That was really long. <laughs> it was really long.